0: Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 29th of July, twenty eighteen. I'm your host Dan Drain. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess, the correct
1: time, and Robert Kemp. Is British summertime. Is that summer, the correct time?
2: Summer time. Summertime.
1: It's not the universal time. It's one off. It is one off. Now everything should just be. Was it UST? Is that UST? Is it UST? Or- Okay. Suddenly, remember, suddenly remember not remembering what UTC there we go got it it's UTC
0: it. It, which is the dumbest um, initialism ever because it's like the, we wanted it to be coordinated universal time right C-U-T and then the French wanted it be, to be Tomp's coordinate universal or something and then we ended up with one that isn't either <laughs> and just randomly mix the letters together so they don't make sense in French or in English.
1: Uh, There must be a... I thought it was like universal time code. They just called it that instead. It's meant to be
0: coordinated, so it should be coordinated universal time, but instead it's universal time coordinated because um, the French wanted it the other way around.
1: There might be some language that arranges its words like that, where you go... Well, what? yeah, no, that is yeah. a little weird actually, isn't it's a it? Weird when one. we think about it, it's like adjective, noun, adjective.
0: Because with NATO they didn't bother; it just says NATO OTAN on the side of everything NATO to have the French version backwards. Why do they have to appease the French? Because they're part of the alliance, <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, but I guess so are other languages. That's Not true. Just French,
0: but the French are really weird about it, aren't they? Not and they long get long. really, they get super uppity about it.
1: We do not want to speak English. Your language is ugly.
3: But they just continued the tradition of, like, well, everything else, like Eurovision and <laughs> everything else that randomly has to have yeah, everything in French as well.
0: Yeah. That's true. But, like, sometimes they win, like, SI units, right? The international system units are called SI units. On Oh, they? yeah.
1: System international. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Oh, ho, ho. We won this round. <laughs> <laughs> we got you all this time. Except I, I just think of that as being scientific units. <laughs> I, oh, I, I just created an in- English version of that <laughs> yeah. of oh, that in your head yeah
0: exactly yeah you could do the same with yeah so yes UTC but what's the difference between UTC and GMT I do not <laughs> I actually what? don't know I mean technically none but I think GMT uh, yeah good question yeah, good question and what about Zulu time you ever heard of that? <laughs> no, I've not heard of Zulu time. It's the same thing, but in military they use like Z, so they'll say like oh eight hundred Zulu, and that means eight o'clock in the morning UTC GMT. Or GMT yeah.
1: Okay, I guess it's quicker to say because there aren't many time zones that start with a Z. Yeah. So in the ISO eight six oh one standard, I was about to put, say yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. they use that. They use you put that a Z in on programming. the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so there you go. <laughs> And then, and then an offset if you're working like that. Yeah, if even UTC codes all end in Z if there's an offset following.
0: So yeah, the dumbness of having a bunch of different names for the same thing, some of which don't even make sense on their own.
1: It's just like yeah, there's no there's no Z in time. There's no, <laughs> there's, no there's no month called September. But maybe there should be. We should add that September. Yeah. Or Zap-tember. Zocktober. It's, it's like it's a it's a pestle in the name of zap Bradigan. September. Act I like mean, a show for this bastard, man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely. I mean, the dupe would definitely... Uh, uh, oh,
2: <laughs>
1: wonder, my goodness.
0: I wonder if they have a French version. The, po- the pood. <laughs>
1: dupe?
0: <laughs> Le, <laughs> pood.
1: <laughs> Le pood. Le pood. Yeah, what would it be like? Yeah, it would be probably pooed, something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure. La dear, no, no, it would be. Uh, planets would come at the. You know, planets would probably still come at the end, like democratic order of planets, but it would be like order of planets democratic. So yeah. ODP, ODP.
3: Yeah. We'd have to find a French dub of *Future album and find out. I'll find out, yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's great way to be sure.
1: But, yeah how does that joke work in drench like, go, like they're not going to go like they I mean, are I mean, going to have to come up with some other awkward thing and yeah put a giant subtitle <laughs> over the top and it'd be like good
0: and it's hard to kind of translate the fact that dupe sounds stupid doesn't it like <laughs> <laughs> like why why does dupe sound stupid i mean we know dupe? it does
1: yeah the same sort of reason like derp and all that derp, like,
3: yeah, yeah. Did you know? In my random watching of videos on YouTube that aren't necessarily in English, as I sometimes end up doing. Okay. I what? Because I was watching. Have you learnt anything from this? Not really. Okay. Well, occasionally. It's more like things. More like well, mainly when I'm watching German ones, it's like I still vaguely recognise some of this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like (laughs) I can always understand what's going on sometimes. But I was watching more of the like um, random reactions to the Smash Brothers thing because I still like you know you're know, still with trickles of those coming out even at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so you watching but sometimes in other languages. But then, like, like, did you know that in in Japanese, because I watched some Japanese ones, Mm. (laughs) firstly, that presentation, I'm not sure if it's actually different or whether it just seems like it because you don't have the English, like, talking over it. But it seemed like it was just better pace. Because you remember how I said it seemed like there was huge dramatic pauses because of Uh, the way the Japanese and English didn't line up. I think in the Japanese one, it actually was like, it was actually cut better. <laughs> like, there wasn't as dramatic pauses even between the Japanese phrases. Are you and sure if it if wasn't just
0: the- cut for the Japanese originally and then done? Yeah, I was about to say, if,
1: if, if it's using the same timing, the Japanese language does have more syllables generally.
3: Yeah, it didn't seem but they like. they do talk faster. It seemed like there was like, just like pauses. Maybe like they made, maybe they added extra time in the Cutting of the English version, but they didn't necessarily know how long the English was going to be, so they were just like, "We'll just add a generic amount of space <laughs> or something." Mm. But the other thing that I discovered when watching the Japanese version and uh, was that, like in, in Japanese, it's called Super Smash Brothers Special. Oh, wow! Which is kind of cooler. <laughs> that
1: <is> yeah. Cooler. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate has a bit of a problem, because it, like... <laughs> yes, it,
3: it implies it's the last one. Yeah. If, which is which fine Which might they, actually be true, but... <laughs> yeah, that's also be.
1: fine if you're doing a version of, um, you know, like a, like a special edition of a game that's already out. Right? Well, that is so kind of what
3: they're
2: doing, right?
1: <laughs> like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate makes sense, because it's
0: Capcom 3
1: Ultimate.
0: But... But usually they'd be, like, Deluxe or something when they did that, when they Nintendo... Mm. But I guess that doesn't work for a fighting game. It has to be... Ult- Ultra mega edition or something.
1: Punch your face edition. And then Smash the other your face edition.
3: The other fun <laughs> thing about watching the other language versions of, of Smash Brothers is, you know, you gotta see the French and German and get some ronde and Yeah. <laughs> and all the Rondaline. other hilarious fake old names. And Samus <laughs> Sans Armour. That's, oh, is that what? Is yep. that the zero suit? <laughs> zero suit just Samus without armor. Yeah. <laughs> the best yeah. translation. Sans amour.
1: Sans, sans, sans amour. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, it sounds like <laughs> Loveless. <laughs> <amour>. Doesn't it? <laughs> sans amour. Doctor Loveless. But Samus needs your love. These <laughs> <laughs> friends, they know how they're named. But we love. Yep.
3: I don't think
1: there's been any... Well, we haven't really checked, but because I don't think you could access the other languages in sound test on the
3: oh yeah recent ones.
1: We're about question. So, yeah, if, if you if found the Pokemon section, would there be any funny ones?
3: No, like, in other I mean, there would
1: be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it's like. It's like Goldine or in French, like just basically roughly translates as fishy. Yep,
2: because nice.
1: it's like Poisiera or something. Right. <laughs> but it sounded kind of like you're super weird when you were playing the original one and, and instead of like go dean go dean it would just go Pussy, pussy alright? Are Pussy Pussy, <laughs> pussy, pussy alright?
2: <laughs> I mean yeah.
0: <laughs> when did you hear Jim. that first like in the games and not in the anime, like them actually say do they say their names in the games at all? I guess they do.
3: No right. They must well, do. Not until Smash. Not until not, Smash. Yeah, not much later.
0: Yeah. Oh right, not until Smash. But Smash on the sixty four yeah, That's not that late compared to... Kind can't have been more than a few years after Pokemon came out, at least in Britain.
1: No, it can't have been that far away. But yeah. I guess the, they... the anime would have been in full swing, and I guess oh, what well, we've got better audio capabilities, yet to use the cartoon did they voice cast. say
0: their names in Pokemon Stadium for the 64?
1: No, I don't think they did, no. no. I think they just had the Game Boy noises.
0: Mm-hmm yeah like they're so bit
3: crunched those, those well, I mean, it's not like it's not like all of the Pokemon in Smash Brothers actually said their name either no, it was,
1: no. yeah I don't think Meowth did for instance Meowth I don't think is ever yeah, like said it like a
3: lot of them like Meowth and Electrode and Snorlax although no, I guess Snorlax kind of did So yeah, it was not, so distorted just... that you could barely make out <laughs> 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 so, so can you hear
0: Goldeen saying its name in a game then
1: yeah. Only in the first Smash. Oh, okay. like I think I think after, was it? Did they, I don't think in even in melee. I don't think it did because they changed it to just go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's quite that extreme. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely not that extreme. It's not as cool as Goldie. Goldie. They they really should have kept that because it was always such a like anti Because I guess there was there was so little in terms of stuff in the original compared to what they have now. That you know pokeballs were kind of were kind of a big deal, so when you when you threw one and a um, and a goldine came out like just goldine goldine was such a like genius anticlimax it was great, but now for it to just go like in the middle of all this other craziness going on for it to just go
3: it's not, not all that interesting so they for some reason they like they messed up that joke by making a goldine instead of a magic arc, which would have been the lost what why <laughs> True Because <laughs> wasn't there Some like No wait Which one Magic
1: Garp's the one That turns into Gyrodos Yeah Actually Yeah Because there was I'm sure there were Rumours going around That was like That were totally wrong Where it's like There was a way of Putting that thing in water In one of the games And it have it turn into A Gyrodice. No Because then. if you
3: put The Goldeen into water It turns into Sea King Which <laughs> is the Goldeen's evolution <laughs> But it doesn't
1: no, that's why I, mean, I mean Like that, that rumour went around and it was obviously yeah, wrong yeah that's why no no but the the gold dean to go it does I know that's not how it works but that, I remember that floating around like in our younger I think you like, misremembered it I think
3: that is it was a game, that was a way for rumour hmm.
1: not how I remember it
3: yeah but that's why they like you should have used Magikarp if you go to the whole joke is it doesn't do anything it just flops around that's what Magikarp's for like Goldine has the ha- Goldine has actual attacks. Yeah. <laughs> get... I don't think Goldine <laughs> meant... even learnt Splash in the original games, it did in later games. Does Magic Cut say anything in the show? Like does, or does it just <laughs> it says its name like everything in the show? Yeah, but how does it say its name? I don't Is, know. It's not as cool as Goldine. I'm sure it would have been much more boring sounding. Magic
0: I don't remember hearing much from Goldine in the anime. Car, <laughs> but car, I mean yeah, I
3: been a lot of series.
1: It's true. There must have been some Goldie action.
3: Well, yes, it's presumably in like one of the very early series as, yeah. as they were getting through the first 155 one.
1: <laughs> in order for them to have a voice actor for it, I suppose. <laughs> maybe, Gary, they can Gary. Get, maybe they couldn't get the right. Like they didn't make Mouth speak because they couldn't get the same voice actor and thought like... I don't think they
3: did have the same voice actor for any of the sound effects in Smash Bros. (laughs) I reckon they probably just got a voice actor to do it. They were like, here's what it sounds like in the anime, just try and replicate this. (laughs) I highly doubt they actually got the people in the anime to do the sound effects in Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. I I think they'd have the power. It's like, because Pikachu always sounds like Pikachu, right? Well, for Pikachu, that's maybe slightly different. Also, because that's an actual character. (laughs) Yeah, but all Pikachu's must sound the same, except Detective Pikachu. (laughs) But like, if they if they were going to bring in a voice actor specifically for a main character of Smash Brothers, then that makes sense. But if you're going to have it for a Pokeball thing that only has like one sound effect, you're not going to specifically get a specific voice actor for that. I mean, probably most of the Pokemon voices in the anime are done by, like, one person, probably. <laughs>
1: probably yeah. yeah, almost certainly, yes. Which means it would be a cheap hire! <laughs> or not. And or then... an easy hire. <laughs> Less expensive than getting, like, 50 guys in to do, like, one sound effect. <laughs> or, you know, they just cut it straight out of the anime. Well, and, Like, can we yeah, get a sample of them saying Goldeen? Yeah, okay. Do we have any... Well, maybe that was the reason why they used Goldeen. It's like, well, Magikarp's not been in the show yet. <laughs> possibly. So, we haven't got a sound effect for you. Also, Porygon doesn't talk. Because he just goes,
3: wow. Before
1: they made him Porygon 2. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And even then, he doesn't say anything. He still just goes, wow. Just comes out and destroys everything in front of his pointy face. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, Electrode doesn't. All. I did say that. Oh, yeah, you did. But like, you don't need to say anything really. <laughs> just sits there and explodes. And starry. Yes, and the other various things that chuck things <laughs> in the other games. Well, yeah. And if you, yeah, I was, I was
1: only going through the first game, so quite a lot that didn't talk there. But there's still, a lot, there's a lot that still don't talk.
3: They just sort of make big creature noises. <laughs> I mean, I guess you should say that that's similar to the anime anyway because they don't always literally talk. Like Charizard, classic classically in the anime, doesn't ever doesn't. really say Charizard. I thought he just goes, chat <laughs> He just roars a lot. Oh no, Charmander. Yeah. No, I'm,
2: yeah, I'm sure...
3: No, no, I can't remember actually thinking about it. The two previous evolutions of Charizard did say their name quite a bit. Once he turned into Charizard, it was like, no, we're just going to downgrade to basically only ever roars. (laughs) This is a giant dragon.
0: And it's funny because, I don't know, dragons probably talk more than most
1: (laughs) mythical creatures and animals. Apparently it takes effort for the Pokemon to break out of saying their name, though. So, you know, you could argue that Aurora is actually, you know, they've they've broken out of having to say
3: their thing. Yeah, except except RAW is a move, so no. <laughs> so that kind of Maybe that explains yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know why, but this thought just came into my head and like I was thinking of Blastoise and like and how that dumb that must sound like, Blastoise! and you know how, how like you know in nature that's kind of a difficult phrase to just for it to say casually <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite difficult for any of them
1: to casually say anything you'd think in nature i, I don't but, know like for, for charmander I just sort of go cha maybe that might make sense okay but, maybe the shortings. <laughs> yeah the shortenings but then for some reason my head immediately just went like went like something slams on the ground. It looks a little bit like Blastoise, but then my head goes, Zangief! <laughs> Zangief! <laughs> so now, in my head canon, Zangief can only say Zangief.
0: <laughs> Pseudo <Wudo. laughs> You're around. I want to see Pseudo Wudo in
1: the anime. I bet that would be a weird episode. Was
0: Pseudo Wudo
2: in any.
1: See, he's not been any of the, any of the Smash, has he? he had Bonsley. Yeah, not quite. Pseudo is a good name. I was always a fan of Pseudo Wudo. It's a fantastic name. Just one of those good moments in uh, Gold and Silver where it's like, oh, here's some of the new Pokemon we've added. Oh, this one's genius, because it's not that far into it. And it's, Except in like, sucked as a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it was
3: like, it was a funny joke. Mm. Not a good Pokemon, really.
1: At least it wasn't a talking
3: pile of garbage. And I feel like they... I mean... I don't know know if they... I don't think they went back and changed it later because I think it is still just rock type. But, you know, in the modern dual type era, you could have made that rock grass. (laughs) That would have made it more legit. Mm. Uh, Of course, yeah.
0: Is there a leaf type as well? But it's pseudo-wudo. Well, you can't make it yeah, too. <laughs> actually would. Yeah, you can't make it too, like, alive.
3: Yeah, but if you made it rock grass, it would be resistant to grass attacks. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. more resistant to grass attacks. I guess it'd be, like,
0: neutral. Yeah, okay. I guess that'd make more sense. Is there any effort? Has there been any effort to, like, reclassify
3: Pokemon then? Well, a lot of the first one fifty got dual types. Got dual types. When when those actually arrived. So the fair types. Yeah, a couple. Like Jigglypuff turned from normal to fairy. Oh, of course fairy type, yeah. Oh. Dragon type, isn't it
0: You'd think Charizard yeah. would be Dragon type.
3: I think Dragon type was for like Gyros, isn't it? He's got Dragon. Dragon was always in because it was for Dragonair and all them those oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't think dragon was in the first game I'm pretty game, sure was it was are you sure because
3: otherwise what would have dragon have been <laughs> oh, water.
0: Uh, water or something I don't know It'd
3: Because be then, then like the, the ones that did I think I don't know if Charizard did get dragon as, as its second type I don't remember what the original ones were because for the starter Pokemon they made it so like in some of them only the last evolution gets a dual type like the first two are just fire or fi- and fire and then once you get to the third evolution then you get a dual type and that kind of sucks for some of the games because you're like I'm going to pick the fire starter and then the once you get towards the end of the game it's like well now it's fire fighting and that's screwed up my type balance
1: yeah <laughs> no, I can understand it because yeah suddenly you're yeah, the entire makeup of your team will be different because it's like, oh, he's mm, he's now like weak to stuff that now I've got a hole in my team. It's, yeah, there's a hole in my team makeup. didn't work. pretend it never happened. So I bought some Hue light bulbs. Oh, you did. Following on from last week's conversation, Prime Day happened, and it was all quite cheap. Well, do, you have, do you have Prime, then? Everyone's got Prime. Uh, I do now, let's put it that way. Well, the, okay. Prime, the, the Prime Day deals it's were good enough win. that me, that made me go, yeah, all right, let's do this. Okay, fine. Um, uh, yeah, they're cool. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, they're cool. I, it, I like combined them with a couple of Echo Dots and got some proper dinner switches for them and have been... Immediately sucked into the world of, okay, now what, what can I do with them? What else can I do? And, uh, you know, how fancy can I make this stuff? And the immediate problems of butting up against all the limitations, of like, like, like almost immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I just want little, there, there are certain commands in the um, Amazon ecosystem that don't really, that don't exist yet that I would really love to be there. Like just simple, hey, schedule this command to run at this time. Right would be fantastic right because then you could um um attach variables to things and uh, or like i mean even that's not really allowed is it if you're trying to run an if this if this then that straight from uh uh, from an alexa command then it will just you can't attach a variable to that you can't interpret one so you've got to write a skill to handle that stuff oh christ and Uh, how do you write a skill i've not done the amazon stuff Right, right, right. A skill. So I'm, I'm experiment. I, I, I'm at the very early. I haven't really written anything yet. But um, do you have to run it with code? Is what I mean. There's a bit of code. Yeah. Uh, so okay. um, you, you've the, the main interface for designing your vocal thing. It seems kind of okay. It's like you define. It's like okay, what are your intent? What are the utterances people could say? What are your variables that could go in those utterances? Um, and it builds up like a vocal model for how things can work. Although. I'm gonna say that the documentation for that stuff is kind of naff. Well, I mean, it's good to get it's good to get the basics, but then how you actually use it in a real thing, I think it all falls apart. And it's like, okay, so what? These variables they call slots. It's like, okay, could I use one? I saw an example where where people were using them to, like, say you know synonyms of words, for instance. If you were to say like. Create a new thing. That word "create" you could make into a slot variable and be like, okay, actually, instead of me writing a billion combinations of utterances, right, um, that could come out to, to do this command. Actually, all I need to do is write a fewer number uh, combinations and replace some of the synonyms with a with a slot. I'd be like, so create, make, start, build, Makes do sense. a thing. Yeah, you know, make that, and then and then you reduce it all. But then it's like. Uh, but then I immediately, I thought, oh, that's cool. So I started writing these things and there was like, oh, but yeah, but the variables, when you define a variable, you have to define a list of outcomes for that variable. And it's like, okay, so what do I do if I, if someone says something random or if I want them to name something? And it's like, no, oh, that's fine. That'll work too. And I'm like, okay, okay, so why am I defining, if I'm, if I've got a variable that can both be anything and from a defined list and there's no switch between the two, are oh, my synonyms just going to go mental? So can someone say, if I was making a list making app could I just say cheese a new list please and it would just put into the creates in and in the word cheese like in the response I get and it's like, <laughs> well, it
0: would just guess that to put cheese into the list for in,
1: into that slot and I'm like oh, well, okay yeah so what you do and I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some magic going on, on the Alexa side that's like deciding this stuff but it's just like well what if I don't want that to happen what if I do want only a specific list and yeah anyway there's a lot of stuff i'm not quite sure about and then when when you do that stuff you then can say your attempt hands off to some sort of web service and or lambda function so that's the route i'm gonna be looking at is like how do you write lambdas oh i've Um, done that i didn't realize you could run lambda functions
0: that's that's crazy you could do anything with that
1: Yeah, but this is where it's entering territory. That me, as as a developer, like the tech behind it, it, is just not stuff I've used. And apparently, you can do C sharp stuff in there now, but actually, it's not all that easy to set up. So I'm, C sharp I'm, lambdas, I'm yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually just a, in a, a little bit in the dark as to how this stuff all comes together. But they're quite straight. I mean, there is a node maybe. framework for it.
0: Yeah, I've done JavaScript lambdas before. It's quite straightforward. Um, it's good because you don't have to run a server (laughs) obviously or worry about this framework or anything it's just annoying you have to like connect it up to uh, API gateway if you want to like make a REST call to trigger the Lambda but of course if you're doing it from an Alexa skill you probably don't even
1: need that there's like a template for it all (laughs) just sort of say I want one of these please
0: yeah the Um, AWS docs in general are not that great Um, yeah so it doesn't surprise me that the Alexa skill docs are, are also not that great
1: yeah all anyway, right, I'm going to I'm going to mess around with that. I thought about making a um something uh, an incredibly simple like pick something at random for me skill, which I'm not 100% sure exists in the UK. I haven't found one anyway. Cuz I thought it would be like uh, you know we used to have the takeaway spinner. We <laughs> <laughs> could spin it and it would pick what takeaway you have. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, totally. what if I could what if I could make a customizable one of those for Alexa and just be like, "Pick for me a takeaway?"
0: Well, you could with a lambda, you could like pick a takeaway and then and then order a dominoes, I guess. Uh,
3: that's only far ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A takeaway telling you what you've chosen Then order a dominoes, then, <laughs> regardless yeah, well, of what the answer well, was. Or
1: order whichever one it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't,
3: I don't want to go that or far just yet.
1: I don't want to go that far just yet. Like I'm, I'm only learning this stuff. But... <laughs> That'd be crazy though, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Yeah. But then you also butt against some of the other stuff where, like, like, oh, there's, there's this thing that exists that you can do, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, can I do that too? Nope. Only available to select partners. Okay, great. Uh, what about this thing? Can I do this as well? Nope. Only available in the US. Fantastic. Uh, and it's much. like... So it's got problems.
0: I want it's my key quite... lights to flash when my delivery driver is coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, <that's laughs> Something... I don't know.
0: Something stupid like that. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. I mean, you've got tons of stuff to get to look at
1: there. I suppose. Yeah, it was just it was just little things. So, like, I messed around with if this than that, and then found it to be a little too simple. Like, it is quite simple. Con- yeah, you, you can't put conditionals on it and things like that, which would be a bit of a bugger. So then I started messing around with stringify stringify lets actually do some of this stuff. Okay, basically, what I, what I wanted to achieve was something incredibly simple. What I'd be able to just shout at the thing, uh, you know, how you can set set an alarm with it. To say set an alarm at this time, but actually instead of that alarm being an alarm, I want it to be a specific command that it runs at a specific time. So say, so say I tell it wake up at nine. What I want it to do is not set an alarm for nine. I want it to run a series of commands at nine. One of them might be an alarm. That's fine. But like, oh, I want to do other things. Like actually, okay, if I say nine, maybe trigger a the 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 light fade in we talked about last week at at eight thirty something like that, do something smart and be like, oh, okay, no, no, if if you say this time, then actually trigger something for this time or uh, just rig something up like that. I did sort of find a route to do it without code, but it's a mess. So I had to set up... uh, So Stringify lets you set up like workflows effectively, and it does have some variable features in it. Um, so, So what I ended up doing was creating a workflow that's always running every 15 minutes and adds one to a counter <laughs> and if that but if the time is is uh, is is midnight reset that t- that counter to zero oh, so wow. effectively i've got a, a, a 15 minute okay. uh, yeah i've got a granularity of 15 minutes on this timer um, uh, and then i had to make another flow that was that was called wake up at 7 say um, uh, that could be triggered by the alexa function wake up at 7 that would then set another variable to that time using that, you know, in the equivalent representation of that counter. And then I'd have a third flow that would then be comparing the current counter to the one, to the trigger counter I had set. And when those two matched, it would go do a thing and then turn the trigger off. So it didn't repeat all the time. Yeah. Great. Except for one problem. And that was that second flow where I had to specifically set up a flow that was called wake up at seven because now I have to set up like a billion flows to be like, wake up at 7, wake up at 8, wake up at 7.30, wake up at 9. Oh, uh, yeah, you have to do one. And, like, and it's like, I can, and that's way simpler than like writing the whole flow every time for all of them, but still not quite there, right? It's still not no. quite like quite what you you'd, want. You'd think there'd be a way like not too difficult way to define this stuff. Uh, and to be fair, most of it is actually just like um, limitations on the Alexa side or limitations on the stringify skill or limitations on the if this then that skill there's just no way to feed variables to triggers
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but hopefully they'll work on it because that would that would be amazing if they did also stringify is great in concept but they, their app is kind of bad and you have to do everything in the app like there's no web interface or anything like that it's... anyway it's fun uh, but the, 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 for gaming, there's this thing called Hue Sync that I don't know if you've messed around with. Uh, I haven't. It's an official product you can install on your PC oh, from gosh. Philips, and it syncs a room to the colours of your screen, a oh. bit like Ambilight.
0: Oh, I might look at that, because I do have like a Hue light strip behind my monitor, so I have...
1: Ah, perfect. Yeah.
0: so It's pretty I cool. Do... It,
1: work, it works pretty well.
0: Ah. Does it affect the performance then, or is it just... You? Or does so, it work at uh, all times or just in certain games or?
1: Uh well you turn it on and it reads from the screen, so it oh, can right, be anything
0: okay. you want. Um, oh. Yeah, I shouldn't uh, so like that.
1: So I so I was tr- I've tried it on a few things and I think it did introduce some stutter in Rocket League. Right. Um but in some other games I'll talk about later, zero problems at all. Just seem just seemed to work flawlessly.
0: What's it called again?
1: Uh Hue Sync. Yeah, it's just a Windows app. Just go get it. Cool. It's quite. It uh, has, has like. I, I don't know what the difference is, but it's got modes for like games versus videos and stuff like that. Oh. So I don't know quite what the difference is between those, but. Yeah, it's a fun thing. It's, a fun, it's fun. It's fun. Like, no seems to have got on board with it as well. Like, surprise. You know, it was all about sort of making it so we don't have to get up to turn the light off if we've forgotten it basically that's the main thing isn't it yeah that's what I said about now- the light in your uh, bedroom yeah exactly exactly that but isn't it now got to the point where it's like oh the lights we haven't done It's kind of annoying that they're not done yeah and now slippery <laughs> you know, slope to automate yeah. the entire house yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah but now if I'm getting them off deal things are so expensive
0: yeah yeah and you have to get them on some kind of deal
1: yeah that's why like I was looking at doorbell. The doorbell, the ring doorbell thing, seems kind of cool. Like, like is that part what? of it? Is that a different thing? It's a different thing, but like you oh. can get a, get one of those ring doorbells. That's like a camera in it. So when someone knocks, uh, ring rings your bell. Instead of it just ringing the chime, it's like a video feed pops up on your phone. Oh yeah, that's it's cool. be like, uh, and and like you can sync that to if this then that as well to be like, oh trigger a light flash. So if I for some reason don't hear someone at the door, I have a visual representation as well. Hmm.
0: And, and like, you could probably take that video feed and, and do facial recognition and go, oh, it's my mother
1: now. <laughs> no, but Yeah, feed that into the Facebook Face ID program, find out exactly who this is. Yeah. And then make a post online saying, this person has just come to my house. <laughs> yeah. I've checked them in without them knowing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
0: Yeah, check them in automatically on Foursquare and see who becomes the mayor of your house.
1: I've ruined everybody's privacy. <laughs> there is no privacy at my place not if you make the mistake well. of ringing the doorbell
2: <laughs>
1: No, as soon as you press that doorbell you've consented to a terms and conditions page that I've hidden somewhere on the internet <laughs> you're illegally bound to be mine
0: <laughs> you looking for any home automation Zeg? What no. would you want, like a kettle that you could turn on from oh, upstairs?
1: Totally, it'd, it'd totally be
3: just shout yeah, ch- 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 downstairs <laughs> to turn not actually kettlebell. work because you still have to put water in it. <laughs> yeah, well, have I to know. pick you of can something If you could probably offload that process as well, then, yeah. <laughs> then you might be getting somewhere. If you ended up that, with one that, of those crappy
1: kettles that takes possible. forever, you could at least have a notification to tell you when it's done.
3: That's not long enough for me to care that much, really. <laughs> Especially when I have to go up and down stairs, yeah, like true. it's not enough time to walk all the way back upstairs. Then you might as well just come straight back down and be disappointed it.
1: But yeah, because I was, when I was reading about like ideas people have had for some of this stuff. It's like most of the ideas like centre around like appliances and weird kitchen things, and so it's like, like, oh, you attach one of those smart plugs to your um, to your coffee machine, and it's like, well, that's not going to work because like, who has a plumbed in a who has a plumbed in coffee machine? Uh, Only in B, offices, right? But some yeah, and, cool. and, and 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 B, you have to like change the filter in it like all, like every run if you if it's a grinder and it's unless you've got like some sort of fancy one that has like automated capsules that it just puts in and, like, and i think those exist
0: you can get metal filters i don't think they're as good as the paper ones
2: though
1: i mean we've, there's there's like um there's one built into our grinder but you still need to empty it out right and we, we put the paper ones in anyway but
0: Oh, I see you need to get rid of the actual coffee stuff, yeah. How does yeah. it work in the big ones, like in a... I guess it just goes in I a guess... horrible bin at the bottom, doesn't it? I have, I have yeah. to turn those out, yeah.
1: I guess when but... they're big enough, they just do that, right? They just spit it into a bucket A big somewhere. hopper,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty grim, but at least you can do it multiple... You can make multiple coffees. Well, quite a few before without having mm. to empty it. Yeah,
1: things like that I don't quite get. It's not like I can say... Put my Chicago towns in the oven now, please.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's no actual impl- appliances that you could. There's no, like none of none of the appliances that you traditionally find in the kitchen could be automated without having to have several appliances automated together. Hmm. Like having an automated tap to run water into that variety of things. Yeah. <laughs> having an automated fridge to shove things into other things. I mean, I looked into
1: some other stuff as well that I thought would be quite neat. Like you know, I've got that. Uh, there's a there's a there's a surface like an unused like old first gen surface behind us that we use as a photo frame. <laughs> mm. Um, and it'd be quite nice just to be able to. Uh, so I was looking at it's like oh there's there an, an, an Alexa skill that can send like a land wake up command and it's like well there sort of is. But you actually need to have some sort of server running that can issue that command. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. So uh, could, could I run it on my Synology? Mm, no, I'd have to write a Synology app to do that. It's like, what other options are there? Oh, I even need a smart things hub or a, so that's another hub or like get a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino board or something and write something myself to do it. And it's like, ah, oh, these, these things, these, like, like these, lo- these little things that should be simple in local networks. And it's like, because they all go out to the internet. Suddenly, not that simple.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. It's like you can't have a yeah i guess it's not possible to write a skill for instance for alexa that like because that all runs in the cloud Yeah, so you it's can't not like it's not stay like, in
0: your house yeah
1: yeah it's not like you can have a skill that then sends something back to the alexa to do to be like okay here's a code pa- oh, no, <laughs> yep wakey wakey okay, um, i don't have an opinion on
2: that
1: good <laughs> <laughs> great <gonna> <laughs> i think we're done with this section then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: <It's helpful. laughs> oh dear
3: that was good. Now yeah. you'll have to look it up and see what that actually searched. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we have That's... to see which part of that conversation that actually tried to have an opinion about. <laughs> That's pretty great.
0: Thanks, Alexa.
1: I mean, it's a, there are some surprisingly good stuff about it. I like how, like, I was a bit worried about how I was going to do, like, audio connectivity with it, um, thinking, because I'd read that you could um, either plug in a socket into it or pair it with a device, but why didn't, but I thought that that pairing would be kind of, like, always on. So, like, mm. say I'd paired it with the amp and I uh, hadn't got the amp turned on. Like, where would it be trying to send the audio? Would it, do it? But it actually does figure that out. It's like if it's not if the amp's turned off, it will play audio from itself. And if the amp's turned on, I can tell it to go to the amp, and it sorts itself out. Better than that, my amp actually has Bluetooth standby, so like the Bluetooth is always on. Mm. But when something sends it a signal, it turns the amp on. So it's like, oh, that's actually ultra convenient. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I have that. I have a physical switch on my amp. <laughs> I have to switch on. I
1: mean, there's still remote controls for that, <laughs> so you know the amount of lays is still quite high. Mm. But I want more lays. <laughs> yeah, super lays.
0: Oh, by the way, I um updated my Sonos speakers or whatever today, and it, the app said that they now it now supports some limited version or it has some support for AirPlay. Ooh! It just so you know, I didn't look into it too hard, but I thought you might be interested in that.
1: What if that's like AirPlay two or something? Oh, like, I don't well? know. That'd, that'd be neat. Thought. Well, because like a part of this was thinking like because Amazon are going down this route as well. Like in that you know there's, there's audio syncing as long as the 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 audio source is a skill of some kind, mm. then they're 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 sort of doing that sort of audio sync stuff now. We can set audio groups and say send it to all of these at once. So, so they have an equivalent now. But then I'm sort of thinking, like, again, I'd have the audio problem with my old stereo. It would have to be wired in, probably, to one. Which means I would have to turn it on and if we accidentally issued a command to it in that room, we wouldn't hear the response unless, unless the stereo was turned on. And it's like, oh, unless I can feed it by some other means. But then I also want AirPlay because I've got TuneBlade on my PC, so I can send audio around the house from my PC if I want. But that's AirPlay. And I doubt there's a way I can send that stuff to Alexa stuff you sorry (laughs) sorry ignore me (laughs) oh it did
0: (laughs) yeah I heard the words ignore me and it knew what to do
1: anyway yeah it's it's still like it's the classic like tech problem right it's like all this stuff is cool on its own but as soon as you want to do everything
0: right and pull everything together like
1: like bits kind of everything just sort of falls apart (laughs) yeah unless you really invest on replacing every bit of kit you have Mm. to fit a an ecosystem.
0: And I still don't think there's one ecosystem that's, like,
1: got everything. That does it all. It? Yeah. No, there really isn't. It's like, that's the other thing. Like, the Google stuff gets is, is going down this route as well. And in famous Google have some leg ups because of the, the way they do Chromecast, right? The ability to just send something to something is a very AirPlay-like thing. True. So True. you can send, as long as your apps or your devices support it, you can send anything to anyone any cast capable device. And it's like so they're missing the whole like sync everywhere thing at the moment. So it's like that sounds great, but they don't have the sync everywhere thing yet.
2: Mm. Um,
1: you know, yeah. Everything has a problem. Everything has a problem. Nothing nothing goes all the way. But it's still fun. It's still yeah, it's hella fun. I like tinkering with this stuff. It's madness. It is madness. It is it's like there's, there's no point in any of it. No, it's madness. pretty
0: it's all you could you, you could easily do without all of it pretty much I Absolutely. Mean, we have done for years <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just fun sorry I went, I went i rambled for far too long but it's just interesting
0: no it's cool uh i got a new phone finally although oh, yeah. i haven't i haven't decided what. well because like my company's paying for it <laughs> Um nice. and the contract as well. But now I haven't decided whether to actually transfer my number or to just say sod it and just have a new number.
1: Oh, I don't know. When you, if it's a work phone that that I'd, mm, I'd probably keep my old number. Well they, you're not separate. allowed to
0: like do that. Uh, they, they they have a whole thing where they don't want you to have a work phone and a personal phone separately. That's why they want you to have to that's, that's not their
1: that's, yeah. that's decision to make.
0: No, I suppose not. But uh, I will have to use this one as my this work one as my main main phone. So I'll have to tell everyone to change the number. Uh, but that might be preferable to um, um
1: maybe depends what to, sort of policies that they put on fairing, it because yeah. like you know it's that it's that scary moment when I tried to put um, I tried to sync an Outlook email account to Google Mail. I think on my Android phone. And that kicked off the whole policy management thing because it's a Microsoft service and it can do these things and it's enterprise grade and all that. It's like, Hey, your company will get all these policies on your phone. Uh, like the, including the ability to just wipe your phone. Yeah, and it's is- just like, and it's just like, Oh, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, so, that's, so I, I did find a way around it. The outlook app kind of keeps it separate, but, baked-in Android, like, account linking starts going crazy with that stuff. And it's, like, it's just scary. So it's, like, so it's like no, I'm not doing that. Keep them mm. separate.
0: So, yeah, it started asking me to, with the Apple Home Automation stuff, the HomeKit or whatever, it, that that managed to recognize the Hue stuff and works with Siri or whatever. So at least at least I can do that. That seems to actually work quite well. Um, very basic stuff, but I don't even have to say any specific commands or anything. I don't have to say, like, you know, in HomeKit set the scene to to gaming or something. I could just say set gaming, and that works.
1: Yeah, they, um, they, they have some stuff, because it's like the idea of a scene, for instance, yeah. seems to be a, a native concept to the it, home products. It product. is, yeah. So you can but, like, doing it. a specific... But yeah, if it's outside of what those home kits or whatever, or these, these, um, yeah, can do smart, yeah, these so... smart home functionalities, okay, you know, but what, what, if it's outside one of their concepts, it's like you've got to use a, like a, uh, exactly. inv- And it, what do they call them? In- inv- 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 invocation names. That's it. You've got to ask a thing to do a thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so for the basic stuff that I have, it's actually potentially useful. So I'll see how that goes. It's a bit weird. This this phone is definitely very snappy. It's an iPhone 10, but it's a bit weird Ooh, nice. how it's very nice, very nice looking. You're calling it the 10 as well. That's what, that's what Apple want you to say. Yeah, I know, but like it's definitely an X. Yeah, but they did that already with the. Um, they're doing it on purpose because everyone called um um OS X OS X. 10 OS X. Uh, and and then they they renamed it to Mac OS to remove the confusion, so no one called it had to worry. And then they deliberately introduced the iPhone 10 <laughs> with a big X uh, on purpose, just to be annoying.
1: Uh, yeah. So what, what um, happens? With, like, are they actually going to make an iPhone 9 next? Day? I have no idea. Like, I, and to be from, really confusing. And then from their history, they
0: don't seem to think ahead at all. Do you remember when the new iPad came out? uh-huh yeah
1: and it was called the new ipad like yeah new super mario brothers
0: ipad how long was that gonna last until the next year is the answer i mean that's stupid but they, i'm sure this is the same will there be a 10 i mean that won't work so My yeah a 10-2.
2: exactly
0: well exactly lightning returns in 10.3. so
1: 13 <laughs> uh, <laughs> 13.3. yeah sorry <laughs> Actually, they dropped the 3 from that one. They just called it Final Fantasy 13. Lightning returns.
0: Okay, fine. Uh, um,
1: Yeah, but it's
0: slightly weird how it's actually... Obviously, it's bigger slightly than my old phone, but it's also thicker and heavier, (laughs) which is quite Mm. weird given my old phone is like four years old.
1: But they were like... It's like that that first-gen, like that first hardware jump problem, right? Isn't it like when I got my iPad 3 which was like, oh, this is the first one with Retina. Ah, oh, but yeah. Also, we need a monster battery in here to power this.
0: Exactly. So it's got that so kind it's of quite issue. heavy. <laughs> yeah. But never mind. I'm getting used to it. It's pretty cool. I like all the gestures and stuff. And I really like some of the stuff that was in the previous iPhones that I didn't have like the tactic or whatever. The Haptic feedback is really good. Oh, yeah, the yeah. 3D touch. All that stuff I've never had and it's pretty nice.
1: The 3D touch is cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Still uh-huh. an
1: iPhone though. Uh, It is. Just an iPhone. Yeah. I hate that new I hate that interface. Like the more I try and use my work phone, the more I just go, this is garbage.
0: <laughs> well, just in general. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah iPhone no, years.
1: Just, well, I liked the older interface. It's like since the, the actual sort of re, Johnny Ive redesign or whatever it is, like, it, like yeah. just mm. not a fan. It's like I should like it, but there's just like there are certain oh. elements of it where it's just like, all oh, their back buttons like are so tiny that they don't work half the time or Oh, you know, right. or the, okay. the like, the hit zone for certain buttons just doesn't work anymore. And it's like, or or certain old ways of manoeuvring about the interface don't work anymore. And it's yeah, yeah, it's just it's just not that great. And now I've been spoiled by Android, where you can do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got the best phone, right? The S nine.
1: Uh, It's an eight. It's an eight. It's It's one. It's one. And and also, you know, question mark on whether Samsung stuff is the best, but you know, yeah, Yeah, the Android ecosystem is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. Right, we should move on to the news. Although there isn't any.
1: There isn't any news. Yeah, (laughs) I don't really know what you want to talk about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I've got nothing.
1: (laughs) I, I can tell you a story of terrible delivery drivers. (laughs) <laughs> it's not news. No, no managed to get a sweet deal on what? One- oh, I know, we, we've talked about this class before. You know your HelloFresh thing, right? Yeah, it's good. Ooh, uh, good. No, no managed. Oh, have you given out?
0: Well, uh, my flatmate didn't want to carry on doing it in the summer, so I, I can't. Ah. Like, I need to cook for two people. Sure, sure, sure. It's too much for one. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, yeah we, we got like a, a like a trial deal on, on a week's worth of what does the eat well by waitrose or something or cook oh, well cool. something yeah. like that um, waitrose first so, so, so got, yeah got that for a steal for for a one week thing nice um, so I so, like oh we'll get that uh, and then I was like oh we're expecting a package like from DPD Thursday so okay fine I'm home all day no problem gets to the end of Thursday and I'm leaving the house to go do something like it's evening time now and it's like oh I guess that parcel didn't arrive and it's like, open the door, and it's like, there's a big ass box, like blocking the door. And it's like, okay, great. Good positioning. Didn't, didn't ring the doorbell. Didn't ring the doorbell. It's like, I've, I've definitely been here. I would have noticed that. Our doorbell's pretty hard to not notice. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, okay, great. And this is a food package on one of the hottest Hot bloody things. days of the year. So it's been in the sun for like four hours. So I'm immediately panicking at this point, going, "Oh God, oh God! There's going to be meat in this box, isn't there? Uh, it's, it's all going to be skank. What do I do? Uh, shove it all in the fridge. Okay, like let's let's just go, let's just go, let's do this fast. Get the box into the house, like to rip it all open, put the things in. So I'm putting, I'm shoving bags in the fridge, and I'm trying to play fridge Tetris at this point because these bags are quite big. Yeah, they are <laughs> like, quite oh, big. God, Oh God, they come
0: with a bunch, of, a bunch of insulation. The the HelloFresh ones do anyway. Yeah, like yeah. A bunch of ice packs so and stuff.
1: So this this was a like 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 the saving grace actually. The meter was in like a wall pack. They called it, which was like an yeah, insulating exactly. wool and, and, and some thing. cold water bubbles inside there as well. That yeah. had actually kept it surprisingly okay, mm. even in the heat of summer. Yeah, um, it does work. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it, I mean they were they were warm, but not too warm if you know what I mean it was like, wasn't at that bad so everything's been fine but yeah so I'm shoving it and then I get to the bottom of the box and I find an ant infestation <laughs> it just like crawled into the bottom of the box from where it had been out on my doorstep all day oh no and it's just like ah oh god they're all in my house so I try and move the box and just chuck it outside at this point and of course they're all pouring out the bottom of the box at this point so now <laughs> I've just
3: got like ants everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh shit why do you have ants on your doorstep because there's like ants right there like, oh yeah they kept climbing into your house I yeah asking. they do we have, to, we have to keep blocking like blocking holes routes. under your doorstep that yeah they come
1: in through we've, we've managed to block most of them like there hasn't been too much of a problem this year um until the ants, now and the, to, yeah, the ants smuggled themselves in like a a <laughs> Trojan horse <laughs>
0: sneaky bastards
1: <laughs> I bet they bugged the delivery guy so he couldn't ring the doorbell <laughs> it just, got, just got ant attacked and it was like "Ah, oh, son it leave it but it's just like ugh the dumbest delivery man ever just so frustrating because like it even says like in a massive sticker on the front of the box it's like these are food items yeah like yeah. they must be delivered to a person yeah. if you can't please call the depot and we'll sort something out and there's also like a, like Nomad left alternative instructions to be like leave it next door they know it's coming, yep. kind of thing, uh, and it's just ugh, idiot. It's because Absolute like idiot.
0: they always contract out all the delivery stuff. So they not, do. It's yeah, not, it's not like so it it's was, Waitrose it's,
1: delivery. No, it wasn't. It was it was DPD this time. Yeah. who we've repeatedly had problems with. But you don't have any control over who's gets who, who's delivering no, you your don't. thing, is it? It's no, you like never you do. buy it from a place, and they, they obviously contract out someone. It's so like you when you get... see yodel on there, you're like, sigh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh boy, have they thrown it over the fence again? That hasn't happened to me, but I've heard plenty of stories from people I know of, like, yodel drivers just chucking it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> no, they don't. Amazon delivery guys, though, even though that's like a... Weird homegrown thing, isn't it? Amazon, like, like, like a bit like Uber deliveries, I guess. Like mm. sort of stuff like that. It's like, yeah, not, not, not had a problem with them. Always good. I guess there's like you... some pr- some requirements to be good. I guess <laughs> otherwise Amazon just won't give them to you because you're one person. I don't know. Don't know yeah. how that stuff works. we all like there is like Amazon logistics now as well, isn't there? But That's true. anyway, I'm done with my story. Did you cook the just, food? It was just a pain. We've, we've had two of them so far, and they've been, uh, I'd, I'd say, middling too, too good. I, okay. wouldn't say they, I wouldn't say they've blown my mind. They've been quite frugal yeah. on the meat side, but maybe that's just because oh, really? you know, mm. we eat a lot of meat. But <laughs> there was a sort of, like, pastury, like, almost spanish sort of tomato and olive sort of thing with, with, some, with, with meatballs that's quite nice. Hmm that was definitely the highlight, but the the other thing we had, which was kind of a noodle dish um uh, sort of a teriyaki noodle dish sort of thing, and like again, quite a lot of ingredients in it, but like they ended up coming out relatively bland, and it's just like,, mm, there's not a great deal of flavor here mm. so you get quite a lot of stuff to do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true, so yeah, that's the video game news for this week, yeah. Uh, (laughs) unless Zach you've got some no okay I guess it's time for what you've been playing
3: go on Enzegle well first we need to have the return of what I haven't been playing the classic segment
1: I still still think we need a theme tune for this that happens every week now why haven't you been been been
3: playing playing, (laughs) (laughs) Zeg? I haven't been playing even though I kind of wanted to uh, the re-release of Red Faction Gorilla. remastered. Oh yeah, is is it just called remastered, or has it got a funny name? Well, that is the funny name. Remar- oh, remastered oh, yeah, because
0: it's Mars in it. Mars. Okay, got oh dear That's terrible.
3: But I haven't been playing that because i re- like went and looked, and then apparently it still needs like one or two more patches to fix the new release of it. Oh, so so is this like a like a separate? Package,
1: yeah. Okay, so it's not like it replaces old school one. If you want to run that,
3: no. And annoyingly, because the old school one used to be games for Windows, I don't have achievements in both of them. (laughs) Because the original achievements I got for playing the first game were in games for Windows, yeah, not in Steam. (laughs) True. So if you played it again, you'd get all your Steam achievements. Yeah, you have to earn them again. I could play that game a whole twice more and get another whole two sets of achievements. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think I'm gonna play it once more, maybe. We just want to see something blow up, real nice. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it sounds like it still might need a couple of patches to fix a few things. Well, I won't. Do you know what's wrong with it? Or well, just a lot of people have been talking about weird, like performance problems, which should really be happening for a game
1: that old. No. I do wonder something. Well. You might argue that that engine was somewhat unique, I guess. Well, yes. Like, and, and whether or not they, you know, when they try and port it to a modern graphics engine, which is probably
3: how they've done it, that it just sort of fell apart at the seams a little bit. Because it does sound like there were some things that were not just, like, strictly performance problems. Like, there's some somehow, just during the process, they'd screwed up some other things. Like, NPCs will randomly jump out of your car as you're driving along for no apparent reason. Okay, great. <laughs> but apparently that's been fixed, maybe. So yeah, maybe I'll play that eventually. I think no, but, it's one or two more patches. That'd be interesting to see what they've done to it. And then uh, another thing I haven't been playing but will be playing soon, theoretically, is apparently the multiplayer patch for Stardew Valley finally comes out on August the 1st. Ooh. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Supposedly. I haven't actually seen the official announcement, but that's what I heard from someone. Nice. <laughs> so that'll be not. It's been in beta for, like, most of this month, I think. Okay. Yeah, that specific patch. Hmm. So <laughs> it must be very close to be da- hmm. being done, even if it's not August the 1st. All right. All right. I'll believe it. <laughs> so I might end up playing that if the person I'd be playing it with is in a country that's not incredibly boiling hot because <laughs> that's basically what happened to Minecraft we were playing Minecraft and then everyone stopped playing Minecraft because it was too hot to play Minecraft How is was it too hot to play Minecraft <laughs> you just put a fan next to your face So no, not sufficient like I didn't want to play Minecraft because it was that hot because mainly because of the way it's a hassle for me and it's just like being hot doesn't make castles any less hassling it makes mm-hmm. hassles more hassling True.
0: <laughs> more hustling, <laughs> less hustling, and more hustling. yeah
3: so I think Minecraft kind of fell off fairly quickly I don't know if people are still playing I guess they might be at least one of them I think one of them is in a place where it's not as warm <laughs> mm. <laughs> so there's that uh And then things that I have been playing, I guess we can briefly mention the patch for Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, we should. We made a video. We made two videos, I guess. Yeah, we've got a buffer zone. So if we don't think of anything interesting... Well, one of them needs to go up fairly promptly. Oh, next week? Yes. Next week. You know, because it's important to be prompted. in your YouTube uploads to relevant things that are happening. Content updates. In the gaming world. Don't delay try and steal those views while you can well I mean it's ready to go now but you know it's the cadence of our show it's podcast week the video week well yes, yeah. it's fine it's like it should have gone up last week immediately after we recorded it theoretically but yeah that'd I be guess. too fast that's true <laughs> I should just put it up you're right but yeah we played a couple of runs of that and I played like one run by myself later and you know it's still pretty much that game with more stuff in it and you know, new slightly confusing secrets to try yeah, and work some, out what's going new,
1: on. Some new things we discovered a couple of the new things in our run.
3: Well, we didn't really yeah. discover them. We discovered oh, no, the, the start of, start of them, of them yeah. and then we're like, well, "How do you? What's this for? How do we? Yeah, what do, what do we even do?" Here? I did. <laughs> this is talking about what you're going to see in our video. but I did eventually work out the mystery of the saving hearts for later.
1: Oh, okay. Because yeah.
3: it turns out that it, they don't just appear at the elevator at the end of the dungeon. They also appear in the shop.
1: Oh, cool! So you can go to the <laughs> shop and so you know where they're all going to be, rather than having you traipse around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, 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 okay, that makes it a lot more useful. <laughs> makes than what it, it make way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the, in the sort of background, in, in most roguelikes, if you might pick up a heart if you find a heart or some health that you can't pick up, normally it's a good idea to just leave it. Um, well, or, or sometimes you can't pick it up It's it'll just slightly leave it weird there.
3: In, but it just, leaves it in the room so you don't have to backtrack when you need it it's slightly um, weird in Gungeon because hearts will stay but everything else you leave behind disappears like mm. if you leave an ammo drop behind that disappears well I guess keys also stay but mm. like ammo specifically doesn't stay and if you drop items or weapons on the ground those don't stay Ooh, but hearts do but you know going around and to collect extra hearts because you've taken damage and you need to go back and get the health. It's just slightly inconvenient so now they've made it so if you're at full health you just shove them into a bank that co- puts them all in one place. Yeah. But basically. It's a very roguelikey thing to do that but like at least they've made that quality of life a little better. But yeah, I mean that is just like there's several other quality of life things that have been added like now there's teleporters in the chest rooms which is <laughs> helpful mm. and the teleporter after the boss room instead of just before mm. so- But but moving around quicker. And then supposedly there's been some balance changes to make it so that the start of the game is slightly less like, restrictive, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a bit more, they said it was a bit more generous with loot drops. Well, supposedly. Mm. I don't know what that means exactly. Mm. I mean, to my mind, what that would mean is like, maybe maybe there's just slightly more tight, more guns that can form, because I feel like, yeah. well, all, 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 like over all the runs I've done, I feel like I've seen a lot of the same things in the early levels. So maybe if you just increase that pool slightly.
1: Mm. <laughs> that would make sense. Or maybe it's less likely to just be nothings.
3: Yeah, maybe. Just junks or cursed or something like that. Or maybe it gives slightly higher precedent to guns in the early chests instead of items. Possibly. Because that yeah. is also another thing that can be kind of annoying. Mm. You, just want, you just want a gun so you can start being not completely useless. But that's why I play as hunter anyway because then you have the crossbow. Which <laughs> isn't that useless. It's quite valuable, Yeah, relatively speaking. And I haven't tried it yet, but I also unlocked <laughs> Turbo Mode. Oh, wow. Turn the speed up. Jeez. How had you get from the hilariously named NPC? The <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog pun. Oh, what was he? Tonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't yeah, I don't I Yeah, I've already forgotten. It's Tonic the something. The, the... Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. No, it was like a, I don't want to say it was like oh, a, you know, like a he's dog, Tonic not... the Sledge Dog. Sledge Dog, that's, that's it. right.
1: <laughs> sledge
3: Dog, as in like a husky, like or a banana husky. or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Or where? one of those, yeah, something like that, something along those lines. One of those wintry kind of dogs. But yeah, turn on turbo <laughs> mode, just make it even faster. <laughs> I've not actually tried that yet. I've also never actually tried Beast Mode, that you can turn on. <laughs> There's not even that's not even unlocked from an NPC. That's just in the menus you can oh, turn on beast mode I don't know what that does I'll just make everything hard you would assume so mm. there's an achievement for beating beast mode I don't know if there's an achievement for turbo mode I haven't looked at the new achievements I guess <laughs> beast mode but yeah that, you know I feel like I need to maybe play that some more in order to try and actually finish it for real <laughs> See if I can even just beat it, normally. Without any of this new shit. Turn the new shit off and try try and beat it, because I never did that, really. That last, last boss, always... It's not even the last, last boss, that's the problem, it's getting to the last, last boss. Because mm. <laughs> then I get to the last boss, and I don't have any health left. They mm. yeah, have, like, a gauntlet room or something. Well, it's just the last floor bullet hell. It's just, like, it's huge, and... Mm. It's basically every room that's always double spawned, so you're always fighting like two whole waves of enemies, and it's basically any enemy in the game can spawn, and the, there's nothing in the whole level apart from the boss. So you're basically hoping that you just happen to have gone the right direction to go through the minimal amount of rooms to get to the boss. Oh, I see, so there's
1: no point even hanging
3: about no, exploring. No, not really. Okay. So that was that's where I always get screwed because it's, I don't think I've ever just like coincidentally walked directly to the boss. Mm. I've always ended up exploring far too much of that floor and taking way too much damage in the process. I mean, maybe you could maybe if you get lucky and get one of the items that tells you where the end of the floor is, like the compass or whatever. <laughs> maybe that would help. help. And I, like, I, I don't, there's an achievement for getting the, like, per, like, master round of every floor in one run, which means, like, doing every boss with no damage. And at one point, I think I got real close to that, like, when I was playing it quite a lot and was getting better. I think I got, like, four out of five on one run. And it was just like, wow, that went really well. And in the video, we had that. We got that ridiculous rocket launcher thing where it just decimated at least the first few source bosses yeah. just 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 went for a real fast, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that you know could have happened, but that achievement is one of those really annoying ones where it's just like you really have to, you have to be practised. It's the same thing I was talking about with Zelda and, like the Master Sword thing, where it's like, if I stop playing and the skills start degrading, I'm never going to be able to do it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's the same thing with Guns. If you stop for too long, you're just like, oh, now I have to actually get better at all these patterns again.
1: It's well, like I was saying, I just, I know, it's not like I've played it a great deal, but like, uh, as I mentioned in that first video, there is a definite getting your eyes on phase. Yeah. So you can sort of see what's going on. <laughs> And it's just like, it's like geometry was basically. You get your eyes on,
3: and there's still a couple of bosses in in Dungeon in where it's just like I've never really gotten good at them. Maybe because it's just like you know you don't because it's randomised what boss you're going to get. Some of them you don't necessarily see Not that often. often, yeah. Except theoretically, if it's random, you should see them equally often. I just don't feel like I have. Like the Gun Priest, I don't feel like you see that very often. No, I don't think I've ever seen and the, that. And the Mind Flare, but that's just like you know. I don't know how you're meant to do that boss really there's just that, that one particularly actually both of those the gun priest and mind flare are both like quite ridiculous in their bullet spam like I feel like a lot of the other bosses you can fairly easily get used to those fans bit of gungeon yep bit of gungeon and then the only other thing is where it was another thing that I was waiting for the patch for in the same way as as Red Faction and and Stardew. But then, surprisingly, it actually came out early, the patch for No Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Big the big multiplayer one. patch, I the guess. The next patch. Except I don't care about multiplayer. So I <laughs> just turned all that off immediately. It's like, no, I don't really... You don't actually want to encounter randoms. Well, there's not really any point. Like... I'd be happy playing multiplayer if I was playing co-op with someone. That's a good addition. But I don't really care about fighting other people in the universe. That's just like... all
1: Because uh, uh, they're just going to blow you out of the sky? Is that
3: what you're worried about? Or... Well, I mean, there did seem to be the implication that there is like PvP aspects. Like, people can definitely steal your shit. Mm. I was like, I don't see what the advantage of that is. It's the same thing as, like, you see thieves at a certain point where it's just like... <laughs> There doesn't seem to be any real reason, and it just encourages people to grief, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I turned that off anyway. So that was like, you know, that wasn't really what I wanted anyway. I wasn't one of the people who cared that much even when it came out, that it didn't have actual multiplayer or any multiplayer at that time. I was just like, that's fine. Just explore this place by myself. Yeah, and then I so I went into that, and I obviously I haven't played it since launch, so I don't know how much of this stuff has been in the other patches. So it's I'm coming in with maximum new content. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I suppose you haven't played it since even the base stuff. No, that, right? Or the the, ve- the land vehicles no. it's changed tons, right? Since the yeah,
3: supposedly. I mean, it's like th- third person modes, and <laughs> well, the third person mode was very annoying until I worked out how to turn it off. <laughs> oh right, you don't like it? Or- <laughs> well, it's. It's weird. It's like, I feel like the camera just doesn't quite sit in the right place compared to the character and like all the camera shake effects and stuff. And also, as is traditionally in this kind of game, your, your character's animations are weird. <laughs> mm. Cause I guess it's like procedural, maybe procedural animations. It's, it reminds me of like what space engineers animations look like, particularly with like when you're using your multi-tool weapon or whatever, <coughs> where it's like, it's, you're very, rigidly holding the gun out with your one arm and only that one arm animates when the gun does animations and stuff. It doesn't actually affect the rest of your model in any way. (laughs) So it felt very strange. And I was like, I'd rather play this in first person, but then I was like, there's no no menu option to change it into first person. I can't work out how to do it. But that's because for some reason the option to change your third person to first person is like in the in-game quick menu where you do other things. For some reason it's not a graphics option or anything. Hmm. It's actually built into the actual menu inside the game, weirdly. Hmm. Strange.
1: We'd think it would just be a button to say change camera or something. Or...
3: Yeah, or, or that. Just a straight button. But yeah, I eventually worked out to turn it back and it was like, ah, this is <laughs> much better. So, so
1: it defaulted to it? Yes.
3: That's interesting. I um, I didn't I, I don't know if you can... I don't know if you can change it to be third person in the spaceship. I don't remember. Oh, I see, like, one one way and one the other. Yeah. A it, like, um, was it GTA
1: I, 5 had, like, oh, go first person if I'm out of the car, but when I'm driving the car... Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah,
3: Because I think yeah. there will, there's, there's some kind of third person option for the spaceship, but I think it's, like, it changes to third person when you do the warp sequence, which is, like, that's not even... That's not, that's, that's a sequence. Mm. <laughs> that's not even, I didn't even realise that that could not be third person because I don't remember what it was like in the original. All right. I guess it wasn't. I don't actually no, remember. I guess, it, I
1: guess it just, your cockpit just went, didn't well, it? yeah. Like, I don't remember it ever going out of cockpit.
3: Yeah. I don't know. So that I eventually got used to <laughs> everything.
1: Oh, excuse me, that went wrong. I tried to muffle my, muffle my face and just
3: ended up going. <laughs> 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 Good job. But yeah, coming back in with all this new stuff, it's like it seems like there's a fairly decent amount of content now, maybe because <laughs> it's kind of weird and like Well, one of the main things that is definitely different now is now you just have a, like you just have a mission log and the like what you would say is the main story mm. is just like a straight main story quest mission that you just have a log for and it tells you what to do and, and like progresses through it and also. In the original release there was kind of this sort of dual main story where you had like the the Atlas path where you follow the mysterious ancient artifacts, the red glowing spheres that tell you what to do. And then you had like the anomaly pathway where, path where you find this weird spaceship that has some aliens on it and they tell you what to do. And they basically tell you to do the same thing, which is like go towards the middle of the galaxy, but you mm. even do it via like the the anomaly is more like the, the natural natural es, natural exploration mode, whereas the atlas path is more like l- goes very specifically to the atlas locations. And the atlas is the red orb, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. collect the like collect the red orb things along the way. That was it. Was more like the, the atlas was the more direct was more directed like an actual mission, and the anomaly was more like just go and explore until you got done it because the exploration. The uh, the anomaly way it progressed progressed, and kind of still does progress now to some extent is it's based more on, like, your milestones. So, like, there's milestones for just, like, traveling and scanning things and Mm, talking to aliens. So just progressing any of the milestones would progress you through the anomaly path. So it was more just about exploration rather than go to this specific location. Mm. So those still exist, but now it seems like you can maybe do both of them at the same time and it doesn't really g- care.
1: I was also going to ask, like, does the game, did the original actually give you,
3: the, make, make you make a choice then? Well, so. it was weird because right at the start of the game in the original, you found one of the red sphere things right next to your crashed ship at the start of the game, mm. and it basically said, do you want to do the Atlas thing or not? Right. Except it wasn't really explicit because no one knew what that meant, obviously, and it's also not worded in an obvious way. Mm. It was more like, do you want to follow this mysterious force or do you want to explore by yourself? And it's just like, well, what, what does that even mean? I mean, that was probably intentionally vague. Well, yeah. yes, exactly. At the time, it was kind of on purpose. But now it's, you know, in the, in that version, even if you chose the Atlas thing right at the start, the anomaly would turn up. And then you could kind of, like, jump onto the onto the Anomaly route there. And even then, you could talk to one of the aliens in the Anomaly and transfer back to the Atlas one, mm-hmm. by having them tell you where the next Atlas thing was. So you could kind of just jump back and forth between the two storylines, even in the original. Right, but if you were doing the Atlas path, your milestones wouldn't count for anything? Or Well... Oh you just cash them in anyway? Yeah, I think you could be- probably just cash them in once you changed back to the anomaly side. Right. But it just wouldn't be obviously tracked unless you went and visited. The only thing that was really different about versus in the original versus the anomaly versus Atlas was the Atlas one required you to get the Atlas orbs and those counted as items which were essentially taking up your cargo space. Mm. <laughs> so it was like inconveniencing you. Didn't need them all. <laughs> you needed well, this was one of those things that people found out were really annoyed about. But basically, you needed a certain number of them. But it doesn't tell you that at any point. So people were just selling them for cash because they were mm. quite expensive. And then there you get to the end of the game and be like, you need 10 of these orbs and you don't have them because you sold them. So now you have to grind to get enough money to buy them again back off the market for an increased price. <laughs> or could you go nice. find another 10? Well, uh, maybe. I don't know if they continue to spawn after that point. But yeah, that was like... That was the big annoyance about the orbs. They were just an item that took up space and were worth a lot of money, so people were selling them without knowing that that was going to screw them in the long run.
1: <laughs> that's always
3: the thing, though. Mysterious item, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Don't don't sell it. Always keep it forever. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the same problem that I've run into now, because with all this new content, they've added, uh, like, a goddamn ton of items, naturally. But So... You find these ancient alien ruins and you, and there's one specific kind of ruin where you excavate these chests that have keys and then you excavate a big chest, you put the keys in and you get an item and it's like, it's weird, it's like green, the icon is green and it like, this looks distinct from all the other crap that you're finding. And it's like historical documents or fossilized remains or mysteriously gene spliced plant samples. And I don't know whether there's any used to those because the plant often specifically says like it's ready to be cultivated and then it tells you like it's got six spliced genes and it's got this root structure and this and this and it's like is that actually usable at some point in your base hydroponics thing or is that just like flavour tanks I can't tell because mm. like the fossils and stuff don't seem to have any idea of like use but maybe they do so I keep finding these things and it's just like I don't know whether to keep these or not but they all don't stack <laughs> They all take up a whole cargo slot to themselves. And of course they're all worth quite a lot of money. Which was actually what one, one of the things that I discovered quite quickly is still weird about that game, is like the progression is really awkward at best, where it's just like right at the start of the game, basically basic resources are worth basically nothing. They might as well be worth zero for as much as they are worth. Basically basic resources are worth basically zero. Yep, yeah, basically. <laughs> It's like, they they might as well be zero for for the amount of money you get. There's no point in selling them. But then now you have all these, like, you can process stuff into slightly more advanced resources, and those are slight... Even at the start of the game, that's slightly worth money. Not like you're... It's only like, you're taking carbon, and you're making compressed carbon. You're not making okay. anything fancy, but it slightly improves the, the money. And the way the game used to work, you'd, you know, progress... To a certain point where you could survive on the more hostile planets, and then you find the the very specific type of resource that only spawns uh, on those kind of planets is worth like five hundred thousand units of money, and like spaceships were worth like two to twenty million. It's like okay, that's some amount of grinding, but it's not like ridiculous. It's just called units of money, isn't it? Like with like just space called price. units.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: But now with now that there's so much. Additional layers of progress. Like you find, you just look at a crate, and it's like, oh, I found a, a like tier three battery or whatever, or acid, which is like theoretically at some point in the future, I'll be able to craft that out of raw resources, i processed and then combined. But I can't right now. But it's still worth like five hundred thousand by itself, so I can sell that for cash, and then. In one of these random Asian ruins where you had to find the, unearth the keys and unearth the chest and look into it and it gives you one of these green items. One of those that I found on probably the second planet I was exploring was worth 18 million. Whoa. <laughs> I was just like, this seems like it might be useful because it was one of those plant ones. And I was like, this seems like it might be useful in the future, maybe. But 18 million is a fucking lot of cash.
1: <laughs> it's like, that's going to keep me going for a long time. <laughs>
3: Yeah, maybe, so, but
1: maybe we found something that is super rare. Well,
3: right? yeah, that's the trouble. It's like I don't know, but the thing is, it can't be, it can't be that rare because it's randomly generated, right? So even if it is,
1: well, I mean, that's a random with a
3: certain chance to spawn, I suppose. Yeah, but it, if it's if it is like a gene spliced thing where it's got certain traits the traits will be randomised, presumably, to create the item. So, like, even if I don't find that exact item ever again, hmm. I'll probably be able to find something similar, right, theoretically? Maybe. maybe. That's what I would guess. And that's if, if it is even useful for anything at all, and it's not just stuff to sell. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That I, would... I suppose it's the only days when no one's built the wiki for this stuff? or Well, I mean, I could look it up, probably. In but some... you don't want because someone... Well, yeah, someone would probably say something about it. But, yeah, that kind of feels like it kind of messed up my progress hmm. or my progression, where it's just like I've gone from zero to buying spaceships immediately. Hmm. <laughs> and then that sort of – it's sort of a similar problem with a lot of the other stuff, where it's just like you, when you start building a base, it feels weird because you're like it, – You're it, just well, going to leave? I mean, it feels weird anyway because you're like – okay I'm building a base but I still need to travel because the whole point of the game is traveling except now you have teleporters to teleport you back to your base except now there's a teleporter in every station so you can also just teleport between systems you've visited as well mm. which kind of means you're not like your ship well yeah it just pulls your ship with you for some reason mm-hmm. and so I did that and I started building the base and it's like okay but now when I'm building the base it's like this is the opposite problem where it doesn't feel like the progression of the base stuff is fast enough where it's just like, oh, I'm, he wants me to, you know, build build a build a small room and put a person in it and then talk to this person. And he's like, go okay, go get some basic resources, and you're like, well, I'm already carrying those basic resources, so let me just talk to you again, and <laughs> complete that mission. And then that continues for several other of the NPCs you can pull into your base. Keep doing like completing missions because you're already carrying all the stuff. And then you get like the farmer who's like go to these in- different environments of plants and collect the stuff and to make grow the specific plants. And that doesn't seem to have any purpose yet. So I'm like, what is? Why am I doing this? It's like, I want to grow plants because I should theoretically be able to get resources, right? Except the resources that the plants give you are like specific resources, not any of the resources that you actually use for like building or anything. <laughs> it's not like they grow carbon or metal they grow frost crystals right this is like that's not actually i mean frost crystals are technically used for glass so that one specifically but a lot of the other plants are just like i'm I'm collecting this resource for some reason don't know what at some point maybe i'll learn the recipe to combine it with something else and it'll become useful except none of the base stuff so far has used anything apart from basic resources And it doesn't feel like there's that much more of it, except maybe there is and I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. And then that leads into the third weird problem of the progression, which is that sometimes it's far too liberal and sometimes it's far too strict. And it's like, it's really like doesn't mesh together very well at all. Like when you're walking around on a planet and you're putting stuff in your inventory, you can you can transfer it to your ship if your ship is relatively close. Okay. Or if you've got the teleporter upgrade slightly further away, but not that far. Okay. Still so have to be pretty much adjacent to be able to teleport stuff into your ship. But then once you get a base, you can build storage containers in your base and you can just teleport stuff into them from wherever the fuck you are. Oh, I see
1: what you mean. Because now there's a a somewhat in world difference in tech. That yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense.
3: Yeah. And then, then then it gets even worse, because... You and can, it's just the storage, because the storage is a massive, or something. Well, yeah, so they, they have, like, turtle teleporters or something. Yeah. So you can... But then it's, like... Then it's awkward, because you can put stuff into the storage containers from wherever you are, but in order to get stuff out of the storage container, you have to be physically standing in front of the storage container. <laughs> right. It doesn't look like... Because when you're looking at your ship inventory, it's like another tab in your inventory menu. the storage inventories are like a container you actually have to walk up to them and open them in order to see what's in them but you can teleport stuff into them from wherever you are maybe
1: their teleport tech in this world is great at sending but they just haven't (laughs) and then that but surely they could send them if you could see what's in your container surely you could send a packet to your container (laughs) to use its teleporter to do a great send back to you but then like the same the tech on you is better than the tech that's in the container the but then you'd be able to send stuff to your ship mm. well the ship teleport- none of this makes sense the ship teleporter is built into the ship apparently because it can get upgraded <laughs> so maybe it's a receiver maybe maybe that's the thing here so you're not walking around with a decent teleport receiver on you and your ship's got a crappy teleport receiver maybe but this um cloak thing yeah <laughs> Like they're, they're, they're pulls, like, gets, so they have really good pulls.
3: It gets even worse, of course, once you get a freighter, which is like a big spaceship that you can put in space. Uh, That's spaces. a recent Your thing. Spaceship. Spaceship. That, that wasn't there originally, right? Freighters. That wasn't there originally, but it was in one of the previous patches. Oh, okay. I think that was maybe the second patch. I don't remember. But you can get a freighter. You and, put in space. and that has its own storage inventory, and you can teleport stuff into it from wherever you are much like the storage containers but that inventory you can see in your tabbed inventory so you can see what's in it but you can't take stuff out of that inventory unless you're standing on your freighter. <laughs> right but and this is the even more ridiculous trick say I'm in my base where my storage containers are and I can look at my storage containers and get the stuff that I put in there out hmm. But say there's something in my freighter that I want because the freighter is a tab in my inventory screen, I can Again. go to the freighter tab, transfer stuff from my freighter to the storage inventory, because that's the only one it. that will let you do it. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. Okay, so your container can... This is still backing up my theory. The, containers... <laughs> the can... container
3: is better than everything
1: <laughs> else. Yeah, the containers have these ridiculous pull teleporters built in and can pull stuff from anywhere. Yeah. But your ships and stuff and yourself have yeah, have have personally crap like teleporters on board.
3: But it's just like this whole massive inconvenience. Like I can literally bring my freighter to directly above my base, just in space above my base. It's like it, that's as close as it can possibly be, and yet I can't access anything on it without. Shifting it through the storage container that's in my base—that's so strange. But it's, like, <laughs> it's like your storage containers are like the ultimate space relay.
1: Yeah, but so they should, just, they should just leave them in space, <laughs> and everyone could just get <laughs> what, teleport can, through them. And then you can teleport the planets anyway. <laughs> yes, that's probably how they do it. It's yeah.
3: like a relay of storage containers just floating in space. But then, like, so that's really inconvenient. <laughs> And mainly, the most inconvenient thing about it is the fact that you can't see what's in a storage container without opening it. Especially because each storage container only has, like, five slots, and I've built ten of them. <laughs> so I'm like, which one of these storage containers did that just teleport into? Because you can't control which one it goes to. It just goes to a free slot. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but, do you, so can you only put, what if you put storage containers on multiple planets?
3: Then they access the same inventory. Oh, uh, so they all... So each numbered storage container accesses that Infantry. Okay, so you could put a number one on one planet and it has
1: exactly the same stuff on number yeah. one in there.
3: So, I mean, hey. that's helpful, I guess. Yeah. But still inconvenient because it's a container that you have to open and look at in a separate screen. So there's that. And then the same sort of weird, like, convenience slash inconvenience crossover applies to, like, ships. So when you have your ship and you go for a teleporter, the ship that you are currently flying just appears... <laughs> Wherever you come out, which is convenient, and and wherever you are on a planet, you can just call up a menu and be like, I want my ship to land here, and it just comes. <laughs> nice. Which is helpful. But kind of like, that was one of the things that I think wasn't like that in the original version of the game. Because now it's like too convenient. Because like when you're walking around on a planet which is like dangerous, has a hazardous environment and your hazard suit is running out of power. No, you could be like, you just bring your me. ship and then just yeah. jump in. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. It's
1: like that makes it kind of too easy. The hazard isn't so bad. Well, could, could, well, does that mean that you can just get in your ship and then refill your hazard? Yeah, exactly. And then right, like, oh, I'm back out again. And then again. just jump out again. And isn't then that? just
3: use your ship as a leapfrog wherever you go. So the hazards aren't actually all that hazardous. No. No. No, exactly. And then, and then, but like, your ships have launch thruster fuel, which is what lets you take off. And I'm not entirely sure that it always consumes launch thruster fuel to call your ship to you. Cause mm. otherwise it, you could potentially get it stuck, I guess, without fuel and not True. be able to call it back to you. Yeah. And the same applies for when I call like if you call your freighter to a position in space, it doesn't seem to use its hyperdrive fuel if you're jumping between systems. And it's like, that's convenient, but like too convenient. Yeah, it's a little weird. That, that, that would at least have made,
1: yeah, you're right, the launch fuel would have at least have made the, 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 the sort of hopping of your own shit cost something. Yeah. <laughs> There's a doubt. The trouble is, <laughs> I think sometimes
3: view. it does. Like, I think if you're close by, it uses launch fuel. Well, if you can see it Yeah, like off. if you can see it. <laughs> so it can calculate how much fuel it was going to use. Well, right, it always uses the same amount, but I don't know, it's just like weird. And then, then that leads into like the. Main problem still with this game is it's real buggy. Yeah, really. <laughs> there's so many things that just go wrong and go weird. Like more than there were? Oh well, it's hard to say if it's more than than there were. I think there's just like because there's so much more content, there's just more opportunities for it to go wrong. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, I've had things where it's like I can't access this item in this container because this one specific container slot won't let me click it for no apparent reason. Right. Or it won't put stuff into my inventory because it thinks those slots are full, but they aren't. And I've had stuff where, like, I like items have randomly cloned themselves. Like, I, like I put down a portable refiner and then another one just appeared in my inventory. And I was like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? And then, like, there's things where, like, things should be consumed but aren't. Like, if you use a scanner to search for drop pods, you have a specific... You have two different kinds of navigational data. There's, like, generic navigational data that you can use to find locations on a planet. And there's drop pod data that you can use to find drop pods. Navigational data gets consumed when you use it. Drop pod data, I'm sure, is meant to get consumed when you use it, but it doesn't. (laughs) Right. For no apparent reason. So you can just find as many as you want. So you can just use one bit over and over. Like, well, one one bit of drop
1: pod data is the data for every drop pod that has well, ever like, existed ever. I
3: mean, that's what I, f- that's what I thought might have been the case, but it's not. It's like the menu specifically says, like, insert one navigational data, insert one drop pod data. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's implying that it's meant to be used up, mm. but it's not. And then, you know, there's all, all these other awkward glitches and bugs and things not opening and random menus appearing when it's trying to do a transition instead. I <laughs> a video of um, um, a sort of buffalo-like creature
1: walking at its pace? The creature it, animations it like, like have been improved 90 somewhat. De- 90 degrees
3: the wrong way. That was kind of funny. <laughs> the creature animations have actually been improved somewhat. They all still look the same. Mm. <laughs> you go to different plants and see basically exactly the same models, but they at least animate slightly better now. And they behave better, like they heard and stuff. Hmm. It's slightly cooler. And I think generally just the planets in general look nicer. Like the, I don't know if it's. Has it still got the weird fuzzy popping? I don't know if they cleaned that up. Mm, I don't know if it, if it's, well, they said the draw distance has been improved, but I don't know if I've noticed it as much. You can still sometimes see it when you're coming in from space where you can see like the like squares of landscape are starting to appear because it hasn't actually finished drawing the draw distance. (laughs) But yeah, that's 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 acceptable. Yeah. But yeah. I I didn't like the Dibba fade because it seemed like super everywhere. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that as much. I have seen a couple of times on terrain where it's happened where you can like, you can see the terrain polygons don't line up and there's just a hole and then as you get closer Uh, it's like, oh, that doesn't disappear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I still managed to clip through the floor of my freighter and fall into space one time (laughs) yeah that still hasn't been fixed (laughs) because that happened to me several times on space stations in the original but um, I remember saying that quite a few times on planets as well like in videos well people just falling through the earth yeah I haven't done that on a planet yet and actually the only time I did that in the original release was when I found a actual terrain generation error where there was a hole I was like oh I could just jump into that and then I did just to see what would happen (laughs) the endless dare well actually there was just a water plane so I was kind of screwed because
1: there was just water down there that's what happens in Assassin's Creed if you fall through years (laughs) eventually hit a water plane
3: and can swim under the world yeah so yeah it's still got quite a lot of bugs and problems Things things that you hope get fixed when you restart how much of Sean Murray's original promise has now been met
1: because it sounds like quite a lot in fairness quite a lot other than like perhaps some of the social aspects and like is the game funny well not for the reasons you want it to be (laughs) like
3: (laughs) yeah I don't know if it's that funny (laughs) it's only funny from bugs I guess
1: I did see like a pretty great like Sean Murray is clearly well aware of like the backlash he's he's, (laughs) well yes
3: he would have been from the start
1: but like so there was um, a PC Gamer article apparently saying saying basically hyping up this patch being like yeah. oh this is going to turn into the game we actually wanted it and then he just retweeted saying oh no
3: <laughs> I think he's aware that it's like don't hype me no yeah exactly <laughs> shouldn't have even done that interview <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't initiate any amount of fight as I,
1: well, I say I don't think he did I think a PC mm, Gamer yeah, was just sure. like here's what's coming
3: but yeah that's you know it just, the balance of it just feels so weird. That's the that's the main thing I've been having problems with. And also, they, like, they rebalanced, like, all the equipment. And it seems like there's way less, like, choices in the equipment, maybe, judging by what sort of things I've got so far which in some ways is sort of good because then it's not so much of a... Because gr- you remember how it used to be like you grinded to upgrade your ship and your multi-tool just to get more slots so you could fit more of the equipment into the sure. equipment grid. Yeah. So the, the fact that there seems to be much fewer different parts of equipment that you can actually equip now is maybe an improvement, I guess, because mm. there's not so much of a grind on that front. You don't need so much of it. <laughs> but it also seems like a weird simplification. Mm. So you're like, I remember this being way more sort of interesting I guess and that's another weird bug that I found with the base building where every mission that I completed on the base they kept giving me the same item over and over like this one suit upgrade this one B tier suit upgrade oh strange and I was like this can't be wise but then I thought maybe it was because I wasn't installing them because I didn't have any fucking upgrade slots left oh right so I thought you always needed it (laughs) yeah so I was thinking oh you need that again because you don't have it but that still would suck if that was the case Mm. That even, sounds exactly like what that would be. Because I even tried storing one, because I was like, oh, I can save this for later, but then it still gave me it again. <laughs> I wish it had just given me the blueprint, because it could have done that, because you could get the blueprints for the technology rather than having them as pre-built like items that you can just install one time. Hmm. If it gave you the technology blueprint, that would have been better. And you know, there were several quests that broke, and there's missing text all over the place still. Like, a lot of the NPCs on planets, if you if you find an NPC on a planet that's trying to give you a mission, the text box that's meant to have the text about the, mo- about well, not about the mission, because that's separate, the text box that's meant to be the alien saying hey, hey or whatever, is just like a, a generic string pointer that's trying to point oh, to no. some other text somewhere, probably.
1: Like, like percent alien
3: text underscore <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. One. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, well, that's <laughs> think that should have been fixed, really. It's kind of an obvious one. Missing resource.
1: What game was it where, if it didn't... Was it, was it... Oh, it might have been TF2, or, like, that version of Source Engine where if it couldn't load a resource, it just put a giant political...
3: political word fail or something. Yeah, like, yeah. there several of those, like, exclamation marks and fail and yeah, all those weird <laughs> things that have a model for no particular reason. Fail's such a good one. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I guess, I've nearly, I guess I've nearly played it for as long as I have on my original save, and oh, really? i nowhere near as far, because I've been nice. focused on my base and, like, the very local area, and not actually progressing. Do you think you're having a better time? I guess. Okay. It's more interesting, I suppose. All right, then. That's a positive. But the, but the trouble with it is that, like, I don't know where it's going, and that's where the my, like, I'm having, why I feel like the base building is kind of... Like it doesn't seem like it's going somewhere, mm. except it should be. <laughs> or oh, so you reckon your
1: enthusiasm's dropping because you're not sure you see the point or what's the end game? <sighs> well, I
3: don't know. I don't know if it's just that I haven't because I haven't progressed. I haven't unlocked like the ability to see what's coming because mm. I feel like when you go through the space stations and you look at their like technology vendor, they each of the all of the space stations I've been to so far sell the same set of things, and then you buy them all, and that's that. And I'm like, okay, so clearly when I go to the more dangerous star systems, different stuff's going to be in that list, right? Okay. (laughs) Probably. And maybe that was also applied to like progressing through the base building aspect because I've finished as many, I finished all the missions I can do for like the overseer and the scientist. And they're like, oh, if you come back later, I'll have more stuff to do maybe. I'm like, is that, am I, when I jump to one of these harder systems, is that suddenly going to trigger more stuff to happen? (laughs) Mm. maybe I don't know I should probably do that and actually find out (laughs) but I've been having spending too much time doing all these other things up to this point that don't seem to like don't seem balanced to the progression rate even at this point so if there is going to be a big jump it's going to be a big jump (laughs) sure who knows yeah but in general slight like slightly better. It's better. You still have your suit telling you that shit is running out all the time. Yeah. But that's what the quick menu's for luckily. Yeah. Now that they implemented that you just have a button where you just bring up a menu and you hit a button in there that says recharge and then you slip the thing that needs to recharge and you slip the resource you want to go in there. don't have to open your inv- actual inventory and, and like have a whole different screen come out. Mm. And you can do it while moving if you're pushing the right buttons I guess. Oh nice. So you just quickly toggle through that quick menu and recharge stuff that way for some reason when I when you said quick menu a bit in my
1: head was just like oh but your suit's constantly telling you to recharge but that's why you have the quick button <laughs> 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 just leave the game
3: uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah generally more nice to play I suppose more more Slight, less. Yeah. slightly less inconvenient slightly more content well, mm. quite a lot more content but slightly. slightly less inconvenient is the more important thing
1: yeah okay <laughs> It's so good on them for keeping up with it, really, and not abandoning it. wonder how many more sales, uh, what their trickle rate is, like, is it's <laughs> well, paying off for them? The
3: fact that after this patch, like, the S- Steam reviews have suddenly gone back up to, like, mixed. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, right. They've actually Next. benefited in terms of, like, percentages. Interesting. That might encourage more people to buy it, maybe. Well, well done, then.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's the overall reviews. I bet probably the recent reviews might even be positive. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if has the effect it's had. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Got anything else? No, I think that's probably it. There's, you know, small amounts of Factorio and stuff, but then no man's took to over, I guess. Oh, and no, I played more Fallout, you know. Sure. Just once just a day, check in. Just how's that that going? <laughs> It's going all right. I completely relaid out the entire base, basically demolished everything and rebuilt it because it has this stupid thing where monsters like mole rats and rad roaches and rad scorpions and stuff that can invade your base. They come in into rooms that are touching dirt. But I, re- <laughs> right. I realized it's so in every room touching dirt. Why is there underground? <laughs> That's you think so. I <laughs> You'd think so, but then what I realized was that. The, the width of the, of the building space is specifically designed to have like a certain number of rooms. And essentially it leaves exactly, it leaves exactly two thirds of a room width, which is basically an elevator on each side is a one elevator is a third of a room width. Mm. So it exactly leaves two thirds to have space of elevators. And at the start of the game, it creates an elevator that basically goes down the middle of the map but but I realised that because the elevators don't count as rooms, I mean, if I build the elevators on oh, the, the exact sides. edge of the map, it <laughs> protects the inside of the room, room inside rooms from being attacked. All oh, right, nice. so you
1: just, just build elevators around everything.
0: So you yeah, have to demolish the, along the edges. That you have to demolish the elevator they give you. right? Yeah,
3: but you have to demolish practically everything you've built up to that point to rearrange everything so you can have the right. elevators only on the edges of the map. Well couldn't you just put more elevators in the middle? But yeah, but well, then you're wasting like, your space because yeah. you'd have to demolish the original. It's quite—it's awkward because you can't have things that are disconnected, of course, because yeah. it still needs to path. So you have to like delete things in a certain order and rebuild parts to create temporary bridges and stuff. <laughs> nice. But I did eventually do it. And I was like, oh, this is going to work real good because then I can just have at the bottom of the map the one room that is exposed to dirt. I can put people in there who have guns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. The one there. Choke point for yeah, all of the baddies. Exactly.
3: I was like, yeah, that will work real good. But, uh, you yeah. know, it Break the actually, game, obviously. It doesn't <laughs> but, actually yeah. matter that much because there's also the attacks that come in through the front door, which I was already preparing for by specifically the same thing, basically. Rooms there with people with guns. Mm. <laughs> basically, you want populated rooms because there's a lot of rooms that, aren't, that don't have people in a lot of the time. So it's just like, you don't want to have those exposed because then the enemies will just wander around and steal your resources because that's what enemies do, I guess.
2: <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> but yeah, and then I... Also did a very Vault-Tec kind of thing, I guess, and trained child soldiers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Vault-Tec does good shit. (laughs) Because I realized that, you know, because of the stat system in Fallout, the special stats endurance affects how much health points you get when you level up so I was like oh. so what I'll do is I'll breed children who start at level 1 immediately put them into endurance training until they reach maximum endurance and then they'll be as strong as possible nice.
1: <laughs> So they're really exercising these babies yep so this is like Pokemon breeding basically yep. for,
3: for for children and it works really goddamn well it took a long time though of course because firstly leveling them up to maximum on any stat is just like that's a couple of or two or three days, I guess, but then they're still level one at that point, so then you probably have to send them out into the wasteland and gain some experience, and then they actually level up, and then they're like, oh, now I can send them on to the actual missions that I wanted them for in the first place. <laughs> but once they get there, they're pretty decent. I mean, really, the health is only, I mean, it is only health, the, the stats don't affect like combat, well, kind of. Agility affects how fast you fire. Perception mm. affects how fast the cursor moves on, moves on the criticals and luck affects how often criticals happen. So those are the ones that you also want to trade out. But I did that. So it's like, I'm building the ultimate fighting force, but then really all it comes down to is what weapons they have. <laughs> mm. So then you're still sending people out into the to the wastelands to scavenger weapons and, and then eventually building a factory to build your own weapons. But then you need junk that you also get from the wastelands. So you're still sending people out all the time coming in and out it does have a kind of dumb another classic balance problem of you send people out to the wasteland to get stuff and you give them like med kits so they can survive longer and obviously the type of weapon they have allows them to go further as well because otherwise they can't kill things but you can just basically just let them die because if you don't tell them to come back they keep going until they run out of med kits and then they run out of health and then they die and you can resurrect them for money like not even the not even the premium currency just like regular money and the cost of that is so insignificant it basically doesn't matter Hmm. (laughs) so you might as well not even bother to pay attention just send them out until they die and then just be like oh resurrect and now come back (laughs) because it's such an insignificant cost Hmm. weird (laughs) and I've still never had someone come back from their inventory being full (laughs) like I said that one time last Mm. time it's like that's never happened they seem to have ridiculous amount of space so yeah that that you know still continuing. I think I'm reaching sort of the end game I'm reaching the last two or three room unbox which are like the advanced versions of the basic production room so once I replace those I'll be making so much resources it'll be (laughs) it'll be pretty easy to continue doing what i've been doing i guess <laughs> nothing left to do yeah just finish the quests, i suppose hmm. i'll draw a finite number it seems like it i mean there are daily quests and like weekly quests that are right. clearly generated from a set template or whatever but there is the main quest lines that are numbered or whatever hmm. so i'll get through those i guess i guess i guess and that's it Rob, what have you been playing? Because I know one of the things you've been playing. Oh, I've been playing That's all kinds that. of stuff. Oh. i having an interesting week. Um,
1: let's uh, pick up from where I left off last time, though. No. Um, just you know, we'll just get the crappers out of the way. Well, yeah, I go. Actually, crappers. Um, I did, like, I promised I was going to go do a bit of Halo Wars 2 multiplayer stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, like, see what the skirmishes is like. The skirmishes is... As in with AI, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go actually go online. I didn't want to get it destroyed. <laughs> um uh, so yeah i experimented a little bit with that and it seems fine like I, I, there's a certain extra manicness to it i think like it feels like there's more there's more i have to keep on top of interestingly like despite the fact that i said like they streamlined it a little bit like for the campaign and stuff like that as soon as i got into multiplayer feels like things things felt a lot more manic they uh, had a tendency to launch attacks quicker than i would while i'd focus on economy as i know as i always do and try and get my my production up and running. It's like they launch a launch a quick attack on me and be like, "Oh bugger, I'm un, I'm underprepared for this. How do I deal with it? Uh, let's spend some of my money. To call in leader powers to deal with it. That's how. Um, like, call in stuff from the sky. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it just seems like there's a, there's a, such a focus on like getting loads and loads of little bases up and running real fast. Get your money churn out as quickly as you can, and then the game is won and lost basically on that. But it does not mean there's a lot of there's like Things can happen, I mean, in a good way. I suppose that means things can happen in more places on the map, and that does mean you're always going to be stretched thin somewhere. Your attention, right? Because you've got so many outposts. Yeah, but so it means, like, if the enemy's launching an attack, and it's like, it tends to be somewhere where you're not, and it's like, oh, crap, it's going to take a while for me to move my army over there, um, because I haven't planned this very well. It's like, what do I do? Okay, I could send my air forces in first, because they'll get there quick. Um, and see what they have, and it's like, and then that worked. It was quite interesting actually, because like in the first game I played, it's like that actually worked really well. The first couple of attacks the enemy threw against me, so like, oh no, so no wise, I'll just throw my air forces against them, and they'll, and they'll be mostly okay Um against their vehicles. And it's like that's that's how it's supposed to work. But then they wised up to it real fast, and then it's like so the next attack they launched, they had smeg tons of anti-air. Nice. And it's like oh goddamn, <laughs> now I'm now I'm boned. Um, and, and that did not go so well for me but I, did, I have ended up winning I'm only playing against normal difficulty stuff but it seems to be posing just like normal level seems to pose just that sort of nice level of challenge where I don't feel like I'm winning easily but I haven't lost a game like, like so I haven't lost a game yet but it does feel like it's like
2: oh, I'm on cranky. the edge
1: there are moments where I've been on the edge, like, um, like I played the capture point mode and the only reason I won that is the enemy actually had the upper hand. They were produced, their economy was better, they were producing better units and I was getting wiped out most conflicts. However, they didn't seem that smart at actually, actually capturing the points. <laughs> so I, I got a very early run where I basically ran one guy and captured all the points real fast at the start of the map and they left them alone for ages. So I had a, such a, such a huge lead that by the time the enemy had basically got the upper hand and was starting to capture the points back all I really need to do is to hold on to one of them and I would eventually win through attrition (laughs) you know just. uh, so it's like yeah it didn't seem too smart in that front but I don't know I've had had an okay time I've played as the Covenant now as well or the Banished as they are here not the Covenant Um, and unlike the first Halo Wars I don't think it's as varied this time round like I don't think the way they play is you're right quite so different from how the game first played like you know there's the the the, there's basically like the classic like arm and core sort of like flip sides to everything from ta really there's there's always an equivalent unit in the other side there are some Mm -hmm. differences but they're not as pronounced as they were in the first game i don't think like i don't know the the uh your artillery is flying with the covenant and you have to set it down in order for it to become artillery um uh, whereas the Kodiak is a is a is a land vehicle and uh, the UNSC is like it's everything's like sort of subtle like that. And there are some differences like suicide grunts. You can you can buy suicide grunts and just charge them into stuff. Sweet, um, which can be pretty effective. What well, with like, like use, use them as like as a... type thing. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, it's a little different. They've got like a, like big glowy backpacks, so it's like to I, I guess the the implication is that they have more of an effect on vehicles. Right. Okay. So they're like advanced suicide grunts, I guess. So you can build like a swarm of those and do quite a lot of damage. But, you know, you're always going to lose that fight because that's what those those units are always going to lose. That's the point of them. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's been fine. But weirdly, I think it's just like less of a draw than the multiplayer from the first one for me, just because it isn't doesn't feel quite so varied. It doesn't doesn't feel quite so. And also like I'm, I'm hitting my normal problem with RTSs where it's like this new man, this manic feel. It's just a bit too much for me to keep hold of and for me to manage the systems to actually do what I think you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to select these units to tackle this thing. I need to pull these specific units out or push these ones in. Like the systems are all there to do it, but I'm just not good at managing that stuff. Just kind of constantly on the, on the, yeah on, not on top of anything. Yeah. Yeah. My, was it the, the, uh, what do they call the, the call of the like actions per second or whatever in RTS speak, it's like it's just not good enough. I'm, I'm like I'm not mentally capable of that. Um, in, in quite in quite the same way, it's like I don't know. I'm just thinking like even how you'd do it. If you get into a fight like that fight where my air units are a little bit out, like matched, and it's like okay, great. I need to very quickly select my air units and pull them out. And that would be great if there was like a shortcut to be like select air. But actually, no, it's like, okay, I've got to pick my hornets, pull those out. Now I've got to pick my nightingales, make sure they're pulled out. Now I've got to pick my vultures, make sure they're picked out. You know, if you're doing it, if you want to be that granular about it, you can't just say, here's my air units, pull them out. Mm. Um, unless you grouped them, which of course is the trick. Like, you know, like the old school RTS thing is still valid, right? Group all your air units in group four. But then I want that to be auto grouping, ideally. like I don't want to, like, every time I build new air units, it's like, all right, I've got to go find them and I've got to go add them to group four. It's like can I just say here's my air group please you know yeah, be, that, exactly. that, that would like, that would really make a difference for me like <laughs> here's my here's my ground group here's my that's the sort of thing you could do
0: quite well in like um, um a home world or whatever it had like select fighters select interceptors select bombers all,
1: all that yeah well yeah like a select class that would be that would be yeah. And maybe that could have done with more men- another menu because so it's not. It's like the UI isn't bad in places. It's like when you select a load of units, it's like it gives you like a readout of the unit types down the bottom of the screen, and you can click those to select that specific unit. Like you know, so you know, if I've got a Spartan in my crew, he tends to always appear on the bottom left, which is quite useful. So I can always like I can I right, all right, I want my Spartan and I wanted to hijack this thing, so I can you can very quickly go click there, and then then go. Uh, press you know R to do the move on that wraith I want to take out of the picture and become mine. Like that stuff's okay, but it's just like I think I think actually when you've got like like a massive army, that list doesn't always show, can't always show every unit you have. Like it would it spools onto multiple pages. Um, so I actually have to scroll through one page of that with the mouse wheel, and then it's like oh, then now I'm on the second page of units, and like and there's the one I want. And sometimes that stuff actually becomes a little bit less manageable right um so 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 while the ui seems like a neat design for perhaps a simpler rts because there's quite a lot of unit types now i'm not sure it really works quite so neatly perhaps they need a slightly better system or yeah i don't know it's a difficult problem honestly it really is like just managing rts's in general is a difficult problem and like fair play are the pros that do it because it's hard
0: (laughs) yeah it's impressive
1: um but yeah that game's pretty good um i don't know how much more time i'll spend with it to be honest i think i might be done i my the the potential for achievements is a lot for me getting achievements anyway is a lot lower because there's more of a focus on multiplayer mm-hmm. in, there so less of a draw there for me uh sonic mania plus came out Mm. the encore DLC for owners who already have Sonic Mania anyway Um, I couldn't help but yeah (laughs) I couldn't help but notice that things actually had a bit of a retail push because they put out like a disc version of it now yeah Yeah, uh, 25 quid might be a little steep for the disc version I don't know but it's, it's not too bad but I've seen it like prominently displayed at like Tesco's They'll be like, "Hey, Sonic Mania Plus is our game of the month" or something, and it's just 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 there, and it's like, "Oh, all right, pretty pretty decent retail push." Um, it's oh, hmm. so it's both good and bad. This thing, like the good, it's only four pounds, like to to upgrade it, like it's it's basically a no brainer, just do it. Um, uh, but it's not i don't think there's quite as much there as i would have liked honestly i think it's a little light on the added stuff it's like the um, uh, ultimately like what they've done is like they, they've rearranged some of the stages a little bit like some of the enemy placement will be a di- bit different some sections of levels will be slightly modified to deal with it there'll be some extra routes added to make for the new abilities of mighty the armadillo and ray who are the new characters um and they themselves do change things up a little bit because they control a bit differently they've got different maneuvers like mighty slam does has the ground pound basically slams into the ground and um which is quite useful for getting around places a little quicker in uh at times or landing a specific jump because you can just go i'm on the floor now and he also has like i think that murders stuff slight in a slightly bigger radius when you land so you can use it to take some some stuff out a little nicer also I think he's a bit cheaty mighty because like if you're in a ball doesn't really get hurt by much (laughs) like you can like just jump straight at a spike and it'll be fine it'll just go doink (laughs) and it'll bounce off it like he's an armadillo I guess he's got a super hardy shell spikes ain't no thing Uh, Uh, and then there are some mighty roots that you, you know you need to bust for a floor to get to and things like that so they have thought about that and thought about that kind of stuff um Ray, I don't really care for. Yeah, he can glide, and he can glide basically forever, um, because you can you can actually gain height with him over time. So he's basically like a knuckles plus without without the wall grabbing. So if you like the gliding, you can go a long, long way with him. And I think you could probably skip large portions of some levels, like just by gliding across them. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't really care for him, but they, uh, but they, they, I guess the, the the one of the bigger shakeups to Encore mode is how it's just how it works, actually. Like, there's no lives anymore. Right. You basically just have uh, your pool of characters. So you you, build, you start with, like, Sonic and Tails, but then you, like, build up. Oh, now you've got Mighty in your crew. Oh, now you've got Knuckles in your crew. Um, and there's item boxes around the world that swap who your current set of players or set of characters are. Like, at any one time, so you're like, say I've got like Sonic and Tails, uh, say I've got all five actually, like, they're they're in my crew, but I might have Sonic and Tails out at the moment. Mm. Um, so I'm playing, Sonic will be like, will be the character I'm currently controlling and Tails will be following in classic fashion. At any time, I can push Y, provided, well, not at any time, provided Tails is standing relatively close and isn't like dying or doing something stupid. You can press Y, and it'll it will do a little, like, record scratch and go, okay. or whatever, and and, uh, and and you'll swap to that character instead. So, like, in, in in the two that are out, you can actually swap around, and it's like, oh, there's a mighty route there. I've got mighty out. I can slam that floor. But the problem is, is, like, you can only do that with the two characters that are out. The other ones are, like, in in a stash, and you need to, like, hit an item box that will, like, randomize who's out at the moment um so there's a little bit of like oh i might be able to go this way or oh, i might not be able to go this way or oh, i might be able to explore this area but i might not depending on what what characters just happen to be out at that moment in time which is kind of interesting it sort of makes it a bit more a bit more random i guess it's like i actually kind of like it it's like it's, it's, it's interesting um uh however when a character dies they don't they just get removed from your group oh, it will go okay. like it it will go if, if a character is standing nearby at that moment in time when when that character dies it will just go record scratch and then that character will be in control However, most of the time I, what I found is like normally when you die like either your teammates off screen or whatever it was dying in some like terribly AI, AI fashion or you know cheap death you fall off the bottom of the level um, it will record scratch and then you'll go back to the um, the, uh, the last star post you know the classic continue point um and the character you were controlling will just be out. But um uh, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't like go for a death sequence or anything. It's just like, okay, there you go, you're back here. Um but when it does do the star post thing, it's like it it is resetting the level as if you died, but it's just doing it super fast. Um and the time's still continuing and things like that. It's actually mm. kinda of, it's actually really neat. It's just like you're still in it, keep going. Um obviously where that doesn't that isn't true is in boss fights. It will like kick you out if you die during a boss fight. Um but that you'll lose that character, and then if I do it with a different character. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting twist. Uh it's just a slightly different way of playing a Sonic game, and I'm kind of into it. It's like it's kinda of nice. Um Sonic Mania is not difficult enough where lives are really a concern. So like putting a sort of like five life limit and tying that to characters is actually kind of an interesting way of doing it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, you can't get lives by jumping around
0: on the score, end score screen <laughs> <laughs> no you
1: can't you can, I, I can't bust that C rank and get a because there's no ranks, but zero <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah zero uh, cool.
0: well that sounds cool yeah it's
1: it's kind of neat what else are they done like, they like sort of the, the levels are slightly re, like a palette swap on in encore mode so the levels are slightly different coloured so you know what mode you're playing I suppose um there's uh, a miniature sequence at the start of the game. We get to play a little bit of Angel Island Zone now. That's brand new. Um, uh, what, it? what else is there? Um, all of the special stages are different, which is nice. So, and, and by special stages, I mean the sort of the fan- woo, cool woo, 3D woo. runny stuff. Oh, well, not not Blue Sphere. Blue Sphere yeah. isn't a part of Encore Mode. It's like uh, it's not there. At, it's not there at all.
3: Damn it! I haven't finished Blue Sphere. I need a reason to do <laughs> those last few gold medals the
1: last few golds yeah it's not there it's not there at all and instead I actually think this is a step backwards so what they've done is they've replaced blue uh, okay so those are the bonus stages not the specials Um, the bonuses are now a pinball table because of course they are but I think it kind of the physics are kind of garbage Um, and the idea is is that you go off the top of the screen and then it starts like a little miniature crane game um, and you can like pick up uh, it's a good way of getting your lives back because you can pick up characters that aren't currently in your group and it' will put them into your group and you can pick up the shields that you want great you can you can you can get yourself sword that way but that's really all there is to it it's like that's it there's no real point in spending a great deal of time in that machine and also but you could if you wanted to spend an infinite amount of time in that machine because um, it's the first time I played it it wasn't all that difficult to stay in the game and just keep playing the pointless machine over and over and over again and it's yeah it's not a great deal to it. It's like I would have liked it if they had like taken cues from like some like, Three and knuckles or something. You remember the sort of warpy ball bonus stage where you're like rotating around the balls and trying to fling yourself up the stage but there's like oh, parrots yeah. on the way but then That's you're weird. also being choiced you're also being choic- uh, choiced Choice. <laughs> Choice. <laughs> you're, being, you're being chased by like a death beam but like there's not really a death beam but it takes you out of the, out of the bonus stage so you can't spend forever in it Right, the, the, there was something about those bonus stages from Sonic Three and Knuckles that meant you just couldn't couldn't just grind them out forever.
3: I don't think that one was infinite anyway, was it? You got to the top and then
1: yeah, you got to the top and it was over. Yeah. But like, and you're but you're always being chased by the thing. And uh, same with the um, was it the the ball machine, the catch ball machine? Like that would always fall when you ran out of like springs, so you couldn't just spend an infinite amount of time in them. And it's like I think they missed a trick here. It's like it's like it's not it's not. It's not quite right. There's, like, I like the pinball reference and I like sort of like the fact that it feels sort of styled on the bonus stages from Sonic Spinball, interestingly, but it's just... Yeah, it's just not quite right. Like, I think that's actually the weakest part of this. Um, uh, but the new special stages, the new like running stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, it's the same special stage design as we, you had before, but they've replaced all of them so you don't play the same ones and they're balls-hard like like just oh it's they're really difficult like uh, so i'm nearly okay. i'm nearly at the end of the playthrough and i've been getting quite a few of the big rings oh which are in different positions sometimes as well that's that's been moved around as well so um keep you on your toes <laughs> yeah but they are really hard now i've got like two i think out of the seven new ones um and i got just that third the third one's giving me real trouble um which is great. It's a reason to keep coming back. But, and they're some of the most fun. One of the best elements of like Sonic Mania are these. Are these are these special the running special stages. But obviously, you only get one shot at it, and then you have to go find another big ring. And then it's like, ah, oh, crap! I really just want to have another go at this. And it's like, ah, oh, but I can't. Rats! I'm going to have to go find another one. And it's like I just want to keep 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 playing them because they're so good. But got earn them. Got earn them. Uh, yeah where am I I'm at Metallic Madness on my Encore playthrough so I'm nearly at the end getting there Um, oh yeah and they also made it so you can save a Knuckles and Knuckles run who cares because uh, the options are no longer those special options are are no longer tied to the no save slot slot. yeah (laughs) so you can turn them on at any time for any save slot so, if I started a Knuckles run, for instance, it would be a Knuckles and Knuckles run. It would be considered a Knuckles run. So, next time I went back to my save, it would just be like, Hey, you've been playing as Knuckles up to this point. And I could just go to the option menu and turn Ann and Knuckles back on and go back into it. Now, what I'm interested in is like, what happens if I've done a Sonic and Tails? I haven't tried this, but what if I've done a Sonic and Tails run and I turn and Knuckles mode on? Does that mean I get Sonic Tails and Knuckles mode? <laughs> Probably not. No, it would probably just replace tails with knuckles, yes. but
3: that would be that would be pretty funny. The real question is like, how hasn't that ruined the secret ending of Knuckles and Knuckles? If you could just turn it on at the last moment, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I, I'm I'm going to try it because I haven't done a Knuckles and Knuckles run because obviously that would mean playing the whole thing sitting. De- well, yeah, and it used to be you had to sit down and do a no save run in one. Yeah, Um which is you know a bit of a time investment, but.
3: uh yeah, I'll, I will give it a go. See if you get the ending. But I mean, that would be the best, that would actually be a good idea. If, well, assuming you can still turn it on on the no save slot. That would give you a reason to do that. Mm. Have the, the have that secret ending only be on the no yeah, save slot. That, <laughs> I,
1: that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it is. But I wouldn't be surprised. that anyway, to be honest, like yeah, I never finished the tails run. I realized the other day, either, so I haven't, let, I haven't seen the tails ending. Well, I that is a different
3: ending. Uh, is it not? No, I think Sonic's just in it. Well, because Sonic, Sonic is the yeah. only one who can do the suit, la- the last, last boss. Oh, right the the suit, something, yeah. bit. <laughs> so you just get like the generic ending as the other characters.
1: Oh, uh, disappointing. I thought Knuckles had a special ending, didn't he?
3: I think that's only the Knuckles and Knuckles.
2: Eh.
1: Anyway. Uh, and the other, the other bit I haven't actually been able to try yet is they've added four-player competition mode to mm-hmm. it now. So you can have, have four-player racing, which sounds neat. Um, I'd quite like to give that a go. Anyway, it's a, any excuse to play Sonic Mania, which is just a fantastic bloody game. And I'm in no way bored of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like going back to it again. I'm just like, yep, this is fantastic. I'm quite happy to have a reason to be playing this again and a good reason yeah yeah sweet
0: yeah. It's,
1: just, it's just an excellent thing
0: play more Sonic Mania yeah
1: you've got no excuse it's the best uh <coughs> oh coffee coffee i a bit coffee today don't know why I'm A bit, I'm a bit coffee because I haven't had my coffee haven't I <laughs> perhaps that's it actually no, that's a lie I think I've had two today yeah more. <laughs> I don't know why there was a random sort of like tuneful bit of uh, banging on the ceiling there from there. Maybe she's like, yeah, you did have a coffee. I made you one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Games. Let's talk about the main thing. Yeah. Let's talk about the main event. Let's do this. Yoku's Island Express.
0: I have no idea what that is.
1: Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. <laughs> Probably not. Oh no, this is this not is this description anyway. Well, oh, no, this is this is a, this is the game that was clearly made for people like me. Like, honestly, this is this is like about as targeted as it gets. <laughs> well, without just being an actual people game, <laughs> or, or, being a, or being a Sonic game, right? Well, except Sonic
0: Mania, of course. The last game you're talking about, which was basically yeah. targeted at you, is basically <laughs> exactly
1: targeted at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yoku's Island Express is a pinball platformer with metroidvania elements Uh, yeah let it sink in let it sink in and you're a dung beetle hells yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay sounds intriguing
1: but it's 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 fantastic is it (laughs) yeah it's really good it's really really good yeah you're basically a a dung beetle that turns up on a on a on a um, pinball planet uh, no, not a planet. You know, it's it's kind of a sort of just like a tropical island kind of thing, sort of. Uh, and you're you're immediately given the job of being the island's postmaster by a disgruntled pterodactyl. Um, and you're then uh, uh, the, you're then tasked with traveling around the island doing various various jobs for people. But there's there is a sort of like a bigger story that reveals itself pretty pretty early, and it's like, oh no, the island's quote unquote gods. Uh, uh, have been uh, have been sort of injured by something called the God Slayer, and I, I have no idea what that's about at this point. But it's like you know, so. It's like oh, we need to get the get the chief, the island chiefs, together. Can you go get them for us? You know, you're the postman. Go deliver some post to them. <laughs> Um, so that's the main main premise of the game but the island's basically like yeah so like you can move left and right and that's about it as, as, in, as in beetle form Every like your jump the way you jump is like oh because there's flippers everywhere and and you use the triggers on the controller to flip them uh, and then you have to do various things in these little miniature tables in order to get what you need in order to progress and uh, stuff like that so it's all little miniature pinball challenges here and there and it's it's just a joy to play it's like it's got sort of got a like semi-cartoony but semi-like y sort of look to it as well, sort of. Yeah, and like, cool. I'm not call it's like somewhere in the middle. It's not really claymation. It's not. It's like sort of three Dified drawings, basically. Like like it's sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's got it's, yeah. It's got a good look to it. Like I'd put it somewhere as like a not as fancy ori. <laughs> I guess. Right. 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 Um. Uh, and it's got like, so, you know, the tropical music is real nice, and like is well made, and things like that It's uh, as several sources have pointed out an incredible late title card moment
2: <laughs> always
1: good <laughs> yeah, was, you're like half an hour into the game and then a thing happens, and then it's like yeah, like title card, and you're like oh okay, that's excellent, that's really well done but <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's, it's I'm I, for, for a game I'm so big on, I'm having a hard time actually sort of putting together the words of like what how how else to praise it. Really, it's like it's 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 such a such a sort of unique thing. So how good is the like elements of it, like the platforming versus the? Oh, so, okay, so the platforming is actually like like perhaps you know it's not really platforming. Like you don't have a jump per se. Right, right. Like like you, you can only really move left and right to sort of move around platforming bits. So that does come into play. Uh, in combination with the pinball in places, because it's like you, when you're like you, you, don't really have air control. But when you're like on the on a on a surface, like in the middle of a ramp or something like that, you can ever impart a certain amount of momentum. So you can use that actually on the flippers, for instance. To like move left and like position yourself on the flipper a little bit to 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 you know line up your shot a bit better, which is actually really cool because it's like oh, I need to make this shot. But i'm trundling down of course i'm trundling i have a bit of control so i can like i can line this up even better and make sure i get the shot so that stuff that stuff's pretty neat um uh, and you do get abilities along the way that do involve some amount of more traditional stuff uh like i don't think it's any real spoiler to say that uh, you get the ability to swim at one point so you can go diving and find more things and find more routes um, it's made pretty obvious at the start of the game that that's going to be a thing, so no spoilers there. Uh, although I've, I've only really, I've only really got the ability fairly late in. But uh, because of its nature, you probably could get that a lot earlier than I did. Um, yeah, the way the way it's structured is like you can choose your path. You don't have to go to the chief it recommends first. You can go other ways. Uh, I ended up doing one of the longer routes first, which was actually probably a good idea because it gives you a fairly decent climbing ability um where a little pet of yours you end up getting a little pet that sort of flies out of you and to attach to certain plants and you can swing around those plants and fling yourself places and i suppose that's where it, like a little bit platformy i suppose because it's something turned into a bit of tiny sort of thing you know you're just spinning around the thing and you've got to release at the right time and go the right direction and then chain it together to do some climbing and it's a, uh, you know so there's there's that part of it and I, I don't know. It's like yeah, the platformy side is—I guess you could, could argue—is quite simple, but it does work. It does chain to get you know. It does it does gel with the pinball exploration pretty well. And you know, for karma moments where you need to talk to people, it makes sense to just roll around and go up to someone and be like, "What's your deal?" Hmm. Um, and I, you know, and I suppose it's like the next point is like like the writing's pretty good when it, it there isn't a lot of it, but when it needs to talk to you, some of it's pretty great.
0: Like, <laughs> is it in translation then, or is it? Or is it? Who who made this again?
1: Uh, Villa Gorilla, uh, published by Team Seventeen. So I don't know if Villa Gorilla have oh. made anything before this. I don't know if it's like a new team or anything, but it's like, but it's, yeah, it's definitely a like a like Team Seventeen published gig Right, but that's um, British, isn't it? Team Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So it a British game. I, I honestly couldn't so, no. tell you. Okay. I haven't researched Villa Gorilla yet. I'm just just you know playing it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's just it's just a real charming, feel-good game. Sounds great. So what platform yeah. was it again? Steam? Uh, Steam is the version I'm playing. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. I would be surprised if they didn't put out a Switch version. I think it is on the Switch. Yeah. Oh. uh yeah it's, uh, i don't know it's great I, like i've been playing it with my sink lights as well so you know when i'm, oh, yeah. when I'm in the icy area everything's all blue and when i'm underground it's all sort of nice and dim <laughs> nice. there's um there's something about like a secret like I don't, there's, there's there are secrets that the game is going on there's a really creepy moment where like the first time you drain a ball um or the first after a few times you've drained a ball into a, into a thing uh like which doesn't really you don't die in this game, you just lose a bit of currency in your wallet whenever you sort of fall down in between the, the, the flippers and so on certain pinball sections, um, which is nice. So there's no real sort of like defeat state. Um, uh, but yeah, when you go go down, there's like a, 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 it's sort of cut to like a shady set of people in a weird looking cage, and then a counter went up above the. Above this cage to be like at every, like, and, and I've seen it like a couple of times where I've drained to it past a certain threshold, like 30 deaths or whatever. And then this count has gone up to 30 and it's cut to this thing to be like, Oh, what's going on with this cage? And it's like, oh, I bet that's like a secret for like, if you don't die at all or something. <laughs>
2: There's
1: like this shady underground organization. <laughs> For someone who doesn't get your deal about why you're pushing around a ball all the time. Because it's not a ball of dung. It's just no. a ball. I see. <laughs> you, may be, you may be a dung beetle, but you're like tethered to this silver ball. <laughs> and it's never really explained. And he's it like, doesn't... what's your deal anyway?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the reason for this? Mysterious. <laughs> Seg, you got any interest in this? Sounds like it might be for your
3: kind of thing too. Yeah, maybe. Might be something to play on the Switch always. If it, because you know i guess you know you always want triggers and the switches button triggers may be better than regular triggers
1: i think i think i'd agree with you <laughs> yeah because i don't really like hmm. playing i've played like pinball games on controller before and i don't really liked the squidgy analog way of playing it yeah like um, and that's the way you're encouraged to play this so that's the way i am playing this but i think i would have preferred it on bumpers Rather than trigger. I haven't tried to see if I could remap the controls. I probably could. Yeah, probably. Might. Oh, it's squidgy on PlayStation as well now, isn't it? I'm actually thinking about it. So if they did a PlayStation it'd be squidgy there as well. <laughs> yeah, Switch version would probably be pretty pretty great, I'm It's not like there's many buttons. Don't even need the B button. Don't think it's ever used.
3: Although of course missing the opportunity to turn the switch sideways and have an actual pivot
1: table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely designed for widescreen. Um, yeah, a really good map. It's got to be said. It's a really good map. It just zooms out seamlessly from where you are to show the world around you. Nice. And, and, and you could zoom back in to exactly where you were and it's like, yeah, it's done, it's done really well.
3: Yeah, it would be a really unnecessary, but totally ridiculous attachment for the Switch it would be a piece of plastic that you could mount into one of the rails that would then let you mount the Joy-Cons vertically alongside the screen so You actually could hold it, like, vertically with a pivot table on it. Oh, yeah, uh, wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would be like a, a rail that mounts sideways onto two more rails so you could still attach the Joy-Cons to it, but oh. hold it vertical. Hey, that's news. Did you see the new Joy-Cons? What about ones?
1: That they've changed the button layout on the left hand one so it's not a button layout it's a d-pad
3: I'm pretty sure they already announced that at
1: some point uh, no, depends, I but I didn't, I didn't in that no I I only spotted this fairly recently and I was like I'd forgotten about it because yeah I don't think it, I don't think it's new news no like it's it's something we missed but I was like ooh a d-pad that seems cool but they're
0: fully compatible are they so you can just you can upgrade your joycons
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I think they just work like those buttons do I don't know what that what that means for the right Joy-Con. Like, does that just always have buttons? Well, probably. Yeah. Or does someone playing with the left-hand Joy-Con have to have a weird sort of button layout? But like, if they're using it as just like a single Joy-Con, but <laughs> it's not that unusual because you know the pro controller has a <laughs> D-pad. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like it, it's not like it doesn't exist already.
0: They get they're getting ready for Pokemon or something.
3: I still feel like I (laughs) I, kind of almost need a new pair of Joy Cons because maybe my Joy Con, old my pre fucked up Joy Con, maybe that's still awkward. I can't tell.
1: You mean the the battery drain on the left? Yeah, the
3: battery drain and like the weak signal. Hmm. Don't notice the weak signal. I mean, it's happened occasionally in Zelda. The weird thing is, I keep getting confused because when I'm playing Fallout Shelter. I think that game has a bug where it just scrolls down the screen for no reason, no, right. and that's the right hand stick, not the left hand stick, so it's yeah. not actually the same thing. I keep getting confused because I'm like, oh, the signal's dropping, it's, it's locking, you know, last input or whatever, but it's not actually, that's the right stick, not
1: the left one. <laughs> I, got I did have quite a few problems when I had your Switch like even here, just that little bit of distance. Yeah. Cause you're way further away than I am yeah. when I'm using mine. My- just that little bit of distance. I did have, It was always the left yeah. as well. It was, it was definitely always the left that cut out, but oh, the problem is like, can't I haven't turn left. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I can't really, um, I can't really say I've had a comparison now cause I've not really used my, I didn't use my Joy-Con in the controller adapter all that much since I've had my switch. Cause I've had the pro controller. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so I've been using that primarily. So I can't can't say I've got a good comparison for you. (laughs) I should just steal your
3: (laughs) joy. Well, I'll just use the program. I do take my Switch about every now and then. You can have my ones, because if they're attached or really close by, it won't matter. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. (laughs) It could be worth an
1: experiment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See if it makes a difference for you. At least
3: you'd know, right? Well, yeah. I don't think it does actually make that much of a difference. Like, it's... I do... The trouble is, I think it is actually quite a, like, close rate. Like, if I'm leaning back in my chair sometimes, I think it happens more, and that's, like, barely a foot worth of distance.
1: Yeah, but then again, I think the distance, like, because part of the reason why, well, other than the fact that it's easier to lift the switch in and out of the dock, where I have my switch on the floor right now, yeah. I used to do that instinctively with yours, just because it gave me that extra
3: foot. Yeah. And I did, I do think that made a difference. But it's like, I'm so close to it anyway it's like you wouldn't have thought it would be that much of a distance yeah, difference anyway true I don't think it matters that
1: much depends how much max Super Mario party you want to play really how many other players you want
3: yes We're thinking to the future when we might need actual actual controllers, actual,
1: actual controllers
3: yeah
1: I suppose Dangers comes around he's got another two controllers it's like we'll be fine yeah that's true that, that big Super Mario party player that you are Man, (laughs) I can't believe that series is still going. I know it is incredible.
3: Really, I mean, I guess they must all be must all still sell, even the really bad ones. Well, I think they're like it's only amazing it's still going because the last ones have been bad. Yeah, up to up to eight, it was fine. I don't know, eight was arguably still okay. Well, that's what I mean. Up to eight, it was fine. I mean 9 uh, and 10 was, were the bad ones
1: I mean did we play 6 and 7 no but they were supposedly just you
3: know the same yeah well that wasn't one of them weird and like have micro support or something well they had micro support but that didn't necessarily make it bad that just made, it, made some of the minigames bad yeah <laughs> or dumb at least it was only once they changed the actual formula in 9 and 10 that was where it's, where it's like you fucked it up was there a 10 yeah was there really a 10 yeah it was the same as they did the same stupid cart thing
1: I don't I, I can't remember I remember the cart being introduced in that I just didn't realise 10 had happened I that's how little I care now I'm
3: pretty sure <laughs> <That's... anyway. laughs> but yeah that's the only reason why it's amazing that it's still continuing because they very nearly fight it up but
1: they did always need to like the mini games were never the problem in that series yeah. the mini games were always you know they did their job yeah um, like But I don't, I don't think they've ever really nailed the board game formula in Mario Party. There's always been something a little wrong with it, or it plays too slow in some way. Well, it always plays too slow. Yeah, or there's too much sequence. There's there's too too much. Yeah, there's no way of just like getting on with it. Um, there's always there's always been something not quite quite right that ends up being like a massive put off eventually like you play a couple of rounds and it's like oh, I don't really want to have to go through all that
3: well that was know, the yeah. big problem that we always had with 8 yeah like all the goddamn candy takes fucking forever oh ever. god yeah transformation sequences
1: yeah it just, just everything took far too long <laughs> I forgot yeah
3: candy sequence and also like the board design of 8 was they tried to do different things but a lot of them were too simple
1: <laughs> oh some of them but yeah some of them were really cool in, in idea like I actually really quite liked the idea of that monopoly, the, whole, yeah. the monopoly one, or the like, where it's, well, the, it's not really like about winning the stars because you got their point. It's actually about the sort of business yeah. <laughs> and managing well, I mean, and I managing. Mean, technically,
3: your... what that was actually about was just like coin score. Yeah, <laughs> it it, a, and so that on. was based purely on how many coins you got. It kind of yeah, <laughs> but like then you you had like the, the just the beach level where it was just a straight line So like yeah kind of i mean it was a sort of an idea but it doesn't really make it that interesting i mean the, the ghost house one had
1: promise as well because it was randomized mm. the board layout was randomized every time the players
3: went into the house or something yeah they tried to do things that didn't always work no and
1: everything just took too long yeah, just, just speed it up, Ninty. I know it's, a, it's generally a Ninty problem, <laughs> but it, it is one that they've been sort of pushing away from, right? Like, okay, Mario only has the slight problem where when you die, you have to sit through that coin deduction sequence. Yeah. It's like, I, which is quite short, in fairness, and it's not it's not quite as bad as, I don't know, when you died in, like, Sunshine is the one that comes to mind for some reason We die and it goes, you have to sit through the... Too bad! <laughs> sequence or did it only do no it did do that every time you die like it had had
3: some sort of thing didn't it well the main thing was that it had to kick you back out to the um, hub <laughs> that was the thing that took the most time oh if you ran out alive. lives yeah not, well, not every, every time you died oh did it yeah because it restarts the star or whatever kicks <laughs> you out Oh yeah. And you forgot how Mario actually used the word yeah, before Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right,
1: of course, because yeah, it would kick yeah, it absolutely would kick you out of the portal, would in sixty four, and then you'd sit there
3: for a bit going, oh, that, yeah. that was rough Well, you didn't that you didn't have to have that whole sequence like, you can just jump straight back in.
1: But Oh I thought but I thought there was a bit of menu pop up
3: or something when that happened. Oh no, maybe not.
1: Yeah. Anyway, they've got, they have got. Sli- I feel like they've got slightly better at that stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't feel there was too much faff in Mario Kart, for instance. Okay. I, don't, I don't think Mario Kart has had that much faff anyway. But
3: every game like that just needs a uh, needs to hold down a button to speed everything up. Yeah, it really. <laughs> like does. There's, so, there's been a couple of games that have had that. And it's just like everyone should do this because it just makes it so much better.
1: I know they're just trying to make it friendly for some players to be like. Uh, like, oh, well, if, what, if I don't know this part, I want to hear that. Yeah. And, like, just shout at people. You know, that can be easily solved. It's a local game. It's not, like, online or anything like that. I don't, mean, I, I think sometimes I think that would be nice from some of the Jackbox stuff as well. It's like, hey, we don't need the instructions here. Just go. Well, they, and some of games, them, yeah. some of them do that. Or even, like, uh, Jackbox like games. Like, there was, oh, I can't even remember what it's called now, but there's that bad PlayStation one that I've played a few times. Um, where it, ju- it just talks for far too long. It's like, get to the question. Get to the interesting part. We don't need to hear you because you're bad. Like, <laughs> at least in Jackbox, generally the voiceovers are pretty good. But, like, you know, when you get a bad voiceover, that odd occasion, it's just like, no, 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 shut up. Just carry on. The actual game is fine. I just don't need to hear you. Please skip. Just please skip. Hey, games. Let me skip you. Let me play less of you. Or spend less time with you so I can play more of you? I don't know how that works. Make my percentage more play.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I will say that about Yoku, actually. There's, very, there's, very, there's basically never a moment where the game really repositions you. Like, you're never put anywhere. It never, like, fades out and fades in or goes through. There's no sequences, really, in the game. It's just like, you're just, you're just going... The sequences are what you do. Mm-hmm. Which is quite nice. Oh, no, that's a lie. There's one sequence I can think of. but <laughs> well, other than where it cuts away to show you the mysterious people as well. Okay, so two. Two times. That's maybe happened. But it's normally pretty great about that stuff. And even then, like, it's not when I moved somewhere, it just cut away for a moment. Like, you did the thing, yeah. Yoku's Island Express, really, 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 really good.
0: Check it out on Steam, Yokuzan Island Express.
1: Not all that expensive, either. It's like 15 quid or something.
0: Oh, sounds like a bargain.
1: Good purchase. Cool. Uh, and I'm having one of those moments where I'm sure there was something else I played, but it's probably not relevant. <laughs> right now okay oh. well, we can scoop that oh. up for next time i've kind <laughs> of been wanting to play fortnite i don't know why it's because you see it constantly yeah. everywhere <laughs> you can't escape god <laughs> I, it's like it's a, it's a it's a bad like part it, this is a, like it's worrying like it's my weird now like, everyone
0: is talking about fortnite outside yeah. of like actual gaming people it's really yeah. weird because it's not like that accessible i guess it is but like it's still a sh- Kind of a shooter at the you know, I don't know. Seems a bit weird that, that everyone's going on about it constantly.
1: Yeah, it's it's become a known word, hasn't it? Like which doesn't happen all that much in games. No. It's like oh, are you playing that Minecraft? Oh I'm doing that Fortnite. <laughs> and it's like, no, I no, I'm playing um Mario and like, Who's Mario? <laughs> Is this the one, the <laughs> it's
3: that bad. <laughs> it's
1: getting there though. It's true if you said Splatoon they'd have no idea what you're talking about it's like what, what, what? actually as you know I do know a, a few kid, like kids of people I know who, who know exactly what Splatoon is oh just, yeah I'm not saying oh, that I'm Splatoon? just
0: saying like th- you see the word Fortnite on like BBC News
1: <laughs> yeah and it's just like implied that everyone knows what that is now yeah. are you flossing <laughs> nope
0: and it came out on Switch, right? So
1: Yeah, which is a fairly big deal. And that whole PlayStation fight, uh yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Well, I would but you'd go back to it on
0: Xbox or
1: I'd probably try the PC build. Yeah. I think at this point. I mean, I have. I, I mean, I haven't touched the Xbox version since like season one, or like when it was, or maybe even when it was still considered. Is it still considered early access? That's a, <laughs> that's one. That's no, an I don't one. think so. Uh-oh. I doubt it now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'd probably give the PC one a, a shot just because I think I might get to grips with ha- some of its building controls a little easier there. I think. If I even play building at all. I don't know. It's kind of an important part of the game. Yeah, but you have much choice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been tempted, but then there's other stuff I want to play. Yeah. I should play some Final Fantasy 15. I say that for months. <laughs> Alright, I'm done here. Expect cool. some gungeon videos.
0: Yeah, there'll be some gungeon videos. <laughs> Is that right, coming up? There will be. Cool.
1: At least one, yeah, two eventually.
0: <laughs> I'm still having my wrist trouble, so I haven't been playing any games. But oh, no. I did get a keyboard to try. I haven't tried it yet, but at work, like a well, split keyboard, Microsoft. Oh, one. cool! So I'll see how that works. It seemed quite good when I got it out of the box, but I haven't really tried it. But hopefully that'll help, and I can return to stuff. I might still not looking at
1: no, so it's still not good enough, really, for controller holding, even.
0: Not really. I mean, it's just like uh, it's just like I don't want to do anything that could make it worse
1: or whatever. Like when I'm going to. Sleep. Does this mean you're watching a lot of TV? Yes,
0: <laughs> it does, which is weird. Uh, although I'm, I'm rewatching that Vietnam War documentary series, which is insanely long. Uh, so that's been t- t- taken up my time <laughs> and very depressing. It's very good. I recommend it highly. It's on Netflix, uh, but it's pretty miserable. It's Ken Burns
1: I'm, I'm two episode
0: into Parks and Rec that everyone seems to rave oh, about sweet well yeah it's just like all of those the half hour comedies that everyone raves about in that it only gets good after two seasons <laughs> but yeah yeah
1: I'm, I'm starting to get that feeling I quite liked the pilot but yeah. boy episode two was bad yeah but well, yeah they do set, I have been told to stick with it it gets good and I'm like yep mm, do I it, can you just tell me where the good part is? Do I need yeah. to catch up? I mean, maybe—is is there much for story? <laughs> N- not that
0: not much. You probably could skip. Maybe just skip ahead. Yeah, we'll see.
1: How I feel about it.
0: You want to skip to where Rob Lowe get uh, um, uh, and w- whatever the other guy is get introduced? I think that's the end of the second season.
1: Anyway, there's loads of it, so <laughs> I don't think you'd worry about missing out on too much. <laughs> Ah, oh, but then Attack on Titan three is like airing soon as well, so I might get distracted. Oh, they're fine. Whatever. Attack, ta- come on, man! Attack on sense. Titan. It's so good. So good.
0: Isn't there a game uh, for that?
1: <laughs> uh, two of them, I think. Uh, okay, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> so, enter the Gungeon
0: videos. And do check out the Sonic Colors one that we promised. Um, uh, that happened, didn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, did I, I did, it upload did that like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah the credit sequence has been viewed.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I did watch it. Um, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, Spungle is massive. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> <The
2: boil>. uh, <laughs> boil, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, that was the highlight for me. <laughs> 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 Wicked 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 booyaka um
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're yeah. so funny funny so check that out if you wanna uh, and then uh, there'll be of the dungeon, and uh and that's it for this week I guess from the sidecast and we'll be back in a couple of weeks yarp yarp catch the listeners.
1: have fun playing games with your thumbs. it's a cat
3: bye no it's not Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, wh- 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 <laughs>